Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing? We're going to go ahead and pop in your DVD or Brave American Graffiti and then just dance to the music all day long. Uh, press play and press pause when the universal logo fades to black. At the first frame, you perceive of all black. Press pause. In a second, I will say three, two, one, unpause. At which point, I'll press play and you'll press play and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary. Of course, it's four friends in your head. And those friends, it's my, my awesome. Ah, damn it. So close. I always get to the very end and I screw it on the dismount. Now you're anyway. psyching yourself out. I know. I just think about you're it too much. You're overthinking it, man. Yeah. Uh, myself, as always, T. Christie and Brian William Finifter. Greetings. And Serge doesn't have a middle thing yet, Del Pierre. Hi. Uh, Serge Pizza and then to Trade Amazing Stokes. Hey. Yeah. The third thing is important for the beat. This is the parameter. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I hadn't seen this movie until I got pizza coming out of his nose now. Yep. I just watched it this morning. This morning. Wow. After I'd finished doing the lettering on the poster, I decided to watch the movie after the fact. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I know. So How struzen of you. How struzen the thing. I, I know, you. exactly. I, I shipped it off. It was still drawing. People didn't know what the thing was coming out of its face. It was just a weird art thing. No, I, um, I had no idea. But I thought this movie was going to be was a lot stodgier. This was this is almost like just the 1950s days and confused. Like it's just yeah. another like just slice of life night. Here's what the teenagers are doing for one night. Important night. Just everyone. Here's the social thing. People getting into each other's cars and shit and just the night as it unfolds. I thought it was going to be way more like West Side Story-ish and plotty and like both, both plotty and plotty with D's and with T's. I thought it was going to be both of those things. And it's not. It feels very fresh. It feels, it still felt modern to me. We've talked before about the sort of hidden advantage of making a period piece a long time ago. So it's like, well, you just sort of, you just yeah. bake it into this timeless quality where it's like, this feels like it could have been made yesterday about the 50s, but it was made 30 years ago about the 50s, but it's still equally the 50s. Like, it's, <laughs> it's it doesn't, it doesn't age. It, it just, was just easier to right. find the cars back then. Exactly. Yeah. It's just way less impossible that they had all those cars. Uh, but I liked it a lot. Um, I, we should get... Well, I think we'll go back into the habit of I'll see the movies before I say, guys, we'll do that one. How about that one this week? Because it's like, I don't know what we're going to say. A, for, a bit of a tightrope back. Yeah, for, for seven hours during American Graffiti. <laughs> yeah. But Been it's a lot of fun. So far. I love Baby Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize how much of a smart ass he was until I was like, this guy is adorable. We should put him in a bunch of movies. Keep him around. <laughs> Keep him around. Other guy can go direct. I don't give a shit. Eh, give him a sitcom first. Then he can direct. But no, I mean, it's it's delightful. And it's interestingly, it's it. I, I because it is so prototypically the 50s thing and the fucking drive in and the sock hop and the fucking all, all those pieces. So Norman Rockwell. So Saturday evening posty that I'm almost like dubious that was that really George Lucas's life or is he just inventing all this shit <laughs> because he has also seen paintings before or did really George Lucas have this exact fucking childhood yeah because this is so close to what i thought was a largely made up <laughs> prototype archetype some type any sort of a type a teletype teletype that that he proposes this is being pretty much yeah that was my high school experience i based it on you know myself at different ages and stuff it's like really that's you lived in a Norman Rockwell painting? Specifically you? That's so crazy. <laughs> but if he says so, whatever. And it's, you know. Now, of course, what's really wacky funny is contextually, it's not a Norman Rockwell painting. These are the bad kids you're looking at. These are the troublemakers yeah. this movie is about. Yeah. This is the fashion. This, this is not the idyllic part. These are the kids who are doing the wrong things. So That's really hilarious. It yeah. hadn't even occurred to me. I, I, it didn't even occur to me that that was what was going on. Yeah. No, yeah this is the seamy underbelly <laughs> these are the, of San Rafael, don't California. Your, don't, don't let your kids play with these fucking. Like this yeah. is darker like American pie, like American pie, but darker. Yeah. Kind of. Well, I, well, you, well, you referenced you referenced Days and Confused. Days and Confused very much is the '80s. This, yeah, you know, and and in more ways than one, because in the the same weird way that there's 
it's it's faster to say who in this movie didn't go on to become famous sure, than that. it is to point to the ones who did. Um, Daisy Confused is the same one where if you watch Daisy Confused, you go, how is it possible that every single actor in the world is in this movie before they were famous? Right, and they're all 15. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. And this movie is, that's why the, the parallels between Daisy Confused and this movie are, are tremendous Yeah, uh, for, for various reasons. Matt, but I enjoyed it. And uh, I hope you guys have opinions because I just liked it. And without the <laughs> without the soundtrack, I, we might end up just playing a game of Hangman later. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Brian, uh, did I, you grow up with this movie? I had not no. seen any other George Lucas movies until today. No. So uh, I did watch THX Eleven Thirty Eight at some point a long time ago, just because. Oh, I should watch. That. You have to, and yeah. you can totally tell this is the same guy who made that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so back when so crazy. Again, you got to look. You got to at least recognize that back when we didn't, when George Lucas wasn't a, a granite Mount Rush, Mount Rushmore in the world, and he was just some guy making movies along with some other guys making movies. You had to go. That guy's really interesting. The stuff he's coming up with. He does American Graffiti, and then. THX was first. Yeah. THX is one one three eight. You know, and then he comes out with American Graffiti, and then Star Wars. I can't wait to see what that guy comes up with next. <laughs> uh, you know, that was that's, yeah. that was. It'd be like if Tarantino just made a bunch of sequels to Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Sixty two. Uh, by the way, thank you for pointing that out, chat room. It was the fifty sixty two. So, so yeah. where were you in sixty two? Is right, the tagline. Right, yeah. Hey, uh, you mean where were you in sixty two? Yeah. So I some hmm. some of it uh, I enjoy, and some of it did feel plotty uh with the two d's uh for me like there are stretches where i'm like oh yeah i, I really locked in and then other stretches where uh, i had a really hard time uh kind of keeping my focus on it um that being said like um, for the most part all of the performances are great like uh i i really wonder how george lucas works to to have all of these, I mean, surely they must have just been bringing their own performance, but everybody like Richard Dreyfuss is giving a great performance. There are all these like great little moments that are, that are happening between characters. Uh, and it's like, where, where did that director go? Like, how did that, how did that turn into star Wars? And then that turned into the prequels, uh, even further down the road. But anyway, um, I had not seen this movie until two days ago, uh, to prepare for this other than every time I eat at Mel's it's playing on the wall and you know whatever part of the movie it happens to be at at that moment you're watching it as you eat your uh, sausage chili, links chili fries and grilled cheese <laughs> yeah whatever yeah. it is we should mm, point so. out for you know for non alley dozens it's not like Mel's has existed all this time this is there's a theme diner that's based on this movie three at least in LA so this is taking place in the San Francisco area but there's at least three Mel's in the L.A. area, one not on Ventura, not too yeah, far from one, here. There's one on Ventura, there's one on Hollywood, and there's one right on, on Sunset. On Sunset, yeah, yeah. Uh, that are all themed after Mel's Diner, and they literally play American Graffiti on a loop, um, just on the wall, <laughs> just to remind people what the hell that <laughs> mean. What do you want homage to? Oh, some old movie that my dad yeah. liked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Serge, you have a uh, book with. I've never seen a scenario book before. Ah, well. That, that word has fallen out of use for that particular use. This is from back in the day. Of course, a movie came out, and I'd go out and buy the novelization. Yeah. But here for American Graffiti... It's a little scenario it's book. It's basically... It's, it's not the script. It's just basically the script. It's basically what it is, I guess, is they go back and they write the script of the movie as they right. watch it, that kind of thing, based on the screenplay. Yeah, yeah so this it's, was... It's just transcription of the movie, basically. Yeah, basically with description. So, yeah, so now I saw it, and i got to give some context. I saw this, you know, back when I was in um, seventh grade. Uh, back in... When 70, did this come out? 73. 73. It was okay. in 73. 73 was a good year. Seventh, uh, no, it wasn't. Um, All the movies. There was a lot of movies that came out in Movies, yes. Yeah. Movies, yeah. 
Uh, the Exorcist came out that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, The Sting came out that year, too. Yeah, it was yep. Cowboys that year, too, wasn't it? Round was 72. 71, I'm going to say Cowboys. Yeah, that was a little sure. earlier. But yeah, but sorry, it, go on. But basically, um, this re-triggered, this triggered a whole nostalgia thing, a whole like 50s thing, even though this yeah. took place in 62. And it just went crazy. Like, we'd have sock hops and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And of course, it inspired mm-hmm. Happy Days. Uh, but it just that didn't exist before, you know. Just the the early '60s have been forgotten. The innocence of that time, and somehow this brought it yeah. back. We were but coming think, out of the post late '60s when it was all hippies and everything. It was like let's skip back to the part when the '60s were kind of fun and cool, and the, nothing was so scary. But it wasn't. So. But it wasn't as uh, moralistic and hectoring as the sh- as yeah. the films from earlier during that time yeah. had been. About you got to be good kids. Not quite Ozzy and Harriet '50s. It was like. We were questioning things, but we weren't all dirty hippies smoking dope. You know, let's find that sweet spot right but there. We, but we still knew that communism was wrong. Yeah, we still and we still didn't talk to black people. Yeah, so. 1973. I'm just looking at this. It's the Sting, The Exorcist, American Graffiti, Last Tango in Paris, Paper Moon. Oh, yeah, wow. Serpico came yeah. out that year. What a great just, year for film. <laughs> yeah, just like oh, I'm getting such a boner from that. Meanwhile, you know what's on the slate for 2015? Avengers, uh, Avengers, 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 <laughs> Avengers, Star Avengers, Wars. Avengers, Frozen uh, sequel Justice, of some kind. Justice League. Star Wars for Avengers, uh, Avengers, Spider-Man, Avengers, 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 X-Men. Probably a Spider-Man or an X-Men. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, Jesus. 73 was a hell of a year. Jesus. That was great. Live yeah. and let die. Oh, that's right. Nice. Oh. Mean Streets came out that year? Yeah. Yeah, it did Hello. see that. No. Good Lord. It was a great... It was, but it was a great <laughs> time. Even 72 and 74 Boy, you don't know what you got till it's gone. 72 and 74 was Godfather and Godfather Part 2. Scarecrow came out in 73. Yep. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman Robert yep. De Niro. Wow. That's yeah. fun. Well, now I'm sad. <laughs> and Westworld. And Westworld. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Loved Westworld. 1973, you guys. So anyway, this, but this film, I, you know, I enjoyed it back then for what it was. And I've gone back to it a few times. It'll be interesting for me to see it now and see how I react to it. But I think the gang that I was thinking of before Trey was the flushing the toilets. Because, of course, people oh, yeah. tried in school. It's like, oh, yeah. we can do this? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that gag basically informed us at my high school that that was possible. We're like, what's happening there? Yeah. I would like to know more about that. <laughs> Wait, please stop. Please tell me more. Yeah. I would like to learn more. <laughs> yeah. This we're not aware of, do but go clearly on. it's a thing. Right. The technology exists Although for whatever movie, that wait, is. This movie comes out in 73, and it's about 62. Yeah, it's 62. 11, 11, like the halcyon yeah, days. It's only that's 11 years. All of 11 that's years That's like ago. if we're making a movie about, like, remember how quaint and beautiful it was in 2004? Oh yes. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that, that is what, isn't that what social network is? Right after, That's like, true. yeah, I guess, but yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm but it wasn't like I made it wasn't like talking about, about like, the, but, but I mean, That's like, a really I, interesting. Observation. I mean, that it's like about the moment in culture that was so different in 1973 that they had yeah. to remind you. Like, well, remember yeah. just 11 years ago, That's, it was like this. Answer, guys. Yeah, the intervening because the Beatles, but it was like this. Those Kennedy intervening had, 11 years were some pretty nutty years in terms yeah. of society. Kennedy was killed November 63. Yeah, so right. there you go. Exactly, and you next know, year was all of that shit. Yeah, yeah, and then it just continued on with you. I mean, this if you have to remember, there were there were three major assassinations. In the 60s, there was war. Two of four, if you count Paul, Paul McCartney. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. They covered that one up, but uh, yeah, and the war and the whole social state and the hippie movement and, you know, and everything else. Yeah, it was, it was really a massive, massive upheaval in all of society. So it is, but it's funny that, yes, it's strictly chronologically, this is a film that's being nostalgic for the ancient times of 11 years earlier. Yeah. <laughs> These guys could have been watching Doctor Who. The characters in this movie, not the actors, the characters in this movie could have been watching Doctor Who. Yeah. But that's, they, would, they right. would have to have been home when it was on. Yeah. Anyway. That's right. Yeah. On, oh, maybe on that's, the, not, that's not exactly right because Doctor Who is 63. So never mind. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, Trey. 
American Graffiti, man. I, you know, I have an interesting uh, relationship with this movie that also in itself is a weird time capsule of societal change. Um, I don't think I saw this in its original run and what you said, 73 is when it came out. Yeah. So I would have been just a tad young. 13, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I would have been 13, but I don't remember what, what in, if it was a summer movie, it would have been 12. Uh, it, I don't know what, what this was rated. Was it G? It wasn't G. So oh, there, I, I, there saw, must be I saw it was for all in Montreal, so I had to okay. be rated PG here. So yeah, so PG maybe, if, again, I'm not sure, but I don't, I don't have a memory of seeing it in the theater. Um, it's possible that I did, but I don't remember seeing it. Um, Here's here's my here's my one of my two or many relationships to this movie. Just a weird and again, this is a time capsule itself. Um, by the time I was in high school, which now we're talking like seventy five, seventy six, um, there was no home video, but uh, you could rent sixteen millimeter prints of movies. Yeah, at this point. Oh. and I was one of those kids. You know, that I guess it's a cliche that we don't even have anymore, but they go, oh, you're the kid who delivered the projector to the classroom. Yes, I literally was the kid who delivered the projector. Like the cart? Yeah, which I don't know why, you know, I guess it's one of the best kept secrets because people like to mock like, oh, you're one of the kids that pushed the projector. AV club nerds. Yeah, AV club nerds. We had keys to rooms in the school, y'all. You have no idea. Rooms that you didn't even know. Rooms full of equipment and gear and you have no idea. Have you seen Porky's? I had keys to that room too. You have no idea what we were getting up to with our keys. (laughs) The hallway between the girl showers. I'll let you know Exactly. No one knows but the av nerds we went on to run the planet y'all i don't know if you noticed that but uh, you know i think bill gates av nerd yeah pretty much uh-huh. so um anyway one of the things that we was in our within our you know th- ballpark of what we would do is the school my high school would on uh, weekend nights would would have movie night where you could come in and pay all of a dollar or whatever it was and we would show in the auditorium on film because there was no other way to do it um some semi-recent movie and this is in this is pre home video or anything like that. If you wanted to see American Graffiti again, you could come see it for a dollar on Friday night at our high school auditorium. Um, we were the ones who would actually be the projectionists of this, and we had to be up in the booth, and we had to do the whole switching of the reels and everything else. One of the things that came with that was we would get the movie in and the giant you know crates of film like two to three days in advance, and we would of course would have to pre screen it and everything else. Um, I can't impress upon you. The amazing power that it means in 1975 or six or whenever approximately when this would have been um, to be able to go, hey, you there, random friend, dude, friend and or attractive girl, would you like to see American Graffiti instantly this very moment <laughs> by going into this other room with me Ultimate right now? Power! <laughs> exactly. No one had that power in 1976, but we did. We, <laughs> you come to our room and give us the secret knock at 5 p.m. You can see American graffiti at that moment. And that's, you know, that was a very, right. that was a very, very big thing. That's My name is cute. Baron Von Hotshit. <laughs> that's right. And I have who a, wants to touch me and I have power that no other man possesses. Um, and so coupled with that, also, again, try and put yourself in a mindset of no home video. We could watch it more than once. <laughs> We could watch it over and over if we Did you have to. frame by frame control? We, well, no, because you would just burn. Right. You would melt the film. IMDb. We would melt the film. But uh, but we, I, I remember specifically when I when when this movie. I remember we watched it as much. You know, it, I don't think it was ever not being projected until we had to send it back to the film <laughs> rental company. Um, we just, it goes back to them. It's yeah. just literally one long orange strip of film. We couldn't freeze it, but we could backwind it and watch sections again. So we could rewind in the in the projectors would go backwards. So we could. 
make them go backwards and huh. then watch a chunk again. So we watched that actual pop off that car like 50 times trying to figure out how that was done. Uh, so, so anyway, so this, this movie, that's too much. That's more power than any one person should have. This movie, in a way, you know, it's like there's movies that I paid to see in the theater, Jaws and 75 and things like that. You know, those hold a record in terms of most times, most movie, most times seen. This movie held the record for quite some American time. graffiti in the second floor math room. Yeah. Me. That movie, 25 20, times. 24 7. Yeah. Nonstop. Well, so as a result, I haven't felt the need to watch this movie much since then. So I haven't really <laughs> seen it a lot. So again, there's a map of mental, you know, there's a mental map of the world of American graffiti in my brain that may or may not match the reality of what American graffiti actually is. But at the time, this is a very big movie, huge hit, monstrous hit, so huge that they let the guy who made this thing make a movie about space monkeys and, and silver yeah. robots afterwards. Talking trash cans. Imagine how big this movie had to have been. It was a phenomenon. Yeah. Um, in adjusted dollars, it's made like $300 million. Yeah. So, and, you know, it, it turns out that a lot of people were nostalgic for those dim, dark days of 11 years earlier. <laughs> adjusted for time, people like this movie more than like the first Hunger Games movie. Yeah. Which, fuck. <laughs> so there you go. What a weird movie for the entire world to fall in love. It's just like, oh, really? Because like even when they were like, Universal was like, we'll put it in New York and LA and then the word of mouth got out and they're like, keep a wide release, like a small wide release and then all of a sudden, big like hit movie, giant hit movie. The Exorcist came out that year, sorry, but just huge fucking hit movie. Now what about the shirt? How does this get to your uh, well, shirt? We'll get to the shirt because the shirt ties into, this is something else that'll be very interesting because even I don't remember the complete litany of all the people who became famous from this movie mm. and I'm curious with you guys because I think quite a number of people in this movie got famous and aren't famous anymore so even you don't go oh that's hey, a famous yeah. person I'm looking at it's uh -oh. like, you know it's like no someone had like a hit TV series for 28 years and you've never heard of them now but they were famous as well um, because there's so many people in this movie that just went on to do things um, and like other things it's like, and also Harrison every, Ford every time I see those people to this day I go oh yes all the way from American Graffiti there you are wow. like Charles Martin Smith obviously you probably know him and so on but uh, sure yeah. yes Yes, both. Of, I can say confidently that we both do. <laughs> I know who he is. Brian, right, you know who he is? Yes, I, I know. Do you know? I, I think we all know. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> oh, good Lord. You can't spot that guy when he showed up in Untouchables and Deep Impact. Come on. For fuck's sake. But uh, Never right. Cry Wolf. Yeah, see? Well, of course, they wouldn't know Never Cry Wolf. But, uh, I would never Don't cry talk wolf. about me like I'm not here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're spelling out the movies like they haven't seen in EVR. Yeah, haven't seen it. <laughs> Dude, they haven't seen Office Space. So, so yeah, the, the, the concept of, you know, all these people want to be famous, may, we may have to educate you as to... They phased back out. That's a famous person you're looking at, by they the way. Famed through to the other side. Yeah, they, yeah, I know. As it's they gonna, say, fame is fleeting. They famed, they famed right out. They famed out, as they say. All right, so you're at the point where the Universal logo has faded to black like we are here. Uh, Trey, could you go ahead and start the picture? <laughs> okay. okay, hold on. Hold on. I got to right. dim the lights first. That's a whole process. And it's a, and it's a slider. Yeah. Well, it was a knob for speed and then a slider. Ooh. So, yeah, that you're was at the point thing. where the... Uh, you have to turn the bulb on first. Yeah, uh, let, let, it, let, let it warm, warm up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I see. Carbon arc. You're at the point where the logo's faded to black. Like, wait, here, three, two, one. And it Lucas starts Film. right with a, with a music cue, too. Lucas right Film into this. Limited and slash. It's like and a it's company. rock around the clock. Yeah, it goes yeah. right from, like, the radio Which, static, like... And it, it basically on. tells you what the film's about, what's going to happen. It's going to be yeah. a film that happens overnight. Look at that terrible painted sky. Why is it called... And they redid it. That's ILM's redo of it. Um... 
Why is it called American Graffiti? He had, there's a few different titles. People have tried to change it. Coppola Rodney wanted it to be Howard. called Rock Around the Block, which is like Cars, guys. The, the song Cars, come on, why not? And Lucas was trying to fight to keep it American Graffiti. And it's a great title, a but great title. it does follow my particular little in-my-head rule of you, if you don't know what to call your movie, call it American something. Just whenever you want. If, you, if there's nothing you can title this That's movie, true. call it whatever the fuck you want, American that. Actually, shortly after American Graffiti came out, there was a uh, kind of rip-off teen film that came out was retitled Canadian Graffiti. That doesn't, oh, right. doesn't surprise me. Kid Visual but, consultant has I, I know what so. American means. Marshall I know what graffiti means. I know what graffiti means. And Walter Mersch. Is there a point that in America we don't have things like graffiti? And thus, this is our American graffiti? Because I think graffiti existed in the 60s. So, But graffiti was mostly, once again, these are the bad kids. It was a thing. This is kind of like, actually, it's not the bad kids. Like the, the, the kids were like on the border being good or being bad. You know, He's like trying to be bad. And so this is our like latchkey shit. This is the American graffiti. Of like the sort of eh, touch and go, toe the line, bad behavior, mischief shit. Yeah, I look, guess. yeah. Look, they're just hanging out in the parking lot. Of course, they're up to yeah, mischief. Geez, yeah. Who hangs smoking, out in the parking lot? Smoking Man. reefer. Yeah, smoking reefer in the parking lot. And, and uh, Richard Dreyfus in his his European car. Yeah, <laughs> like they, it's like a it's like a beetle, but like a legit European beetle. Yeah, it's, it's is that a, the it's idea? A, it's a it's a it's what what kind of model is that? It's, yeah. it's not a Citroen, but it's some uh, there is some strange model. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Look at fucking ba- look at he's a baby. They're all babies. Look yeah. at that. That. Yeah, that's true. But like, I've just I've never I seen American Graffiti until like, today, so I'm used to seeing like the youngest Richard Drivers I've ever seen in my yeah. life. And Ron He's Howard is like ten years older. Than Ron, Ron Howard had just been known for TV and mostly Andy Griffith and maybe some movie stuff, but this was his big. Oh yeah, movie. he was Opie already. He I did, forgetting he did that. Happy Days because yeah. of this show. Yeah, because of this movie. Yeah, gee golly, Josh. Now when I uh, now when I saw um, when there was a revival when I was in college, so the so like seventy nine eighty. There was a revival of this movie. It played at the local uh, cinema. And but I did some have, other motherfuckers started yeah, that film. Exactly. So I didn't have to do that. And I sat there <laughs> and there were, these, there were these young girls behind me. And, and they didn't like know anything about what this movie was. And it started and it started with Rock Around the Clock and Mel Steiner. And they were like, this is like a movie of happy days. And I was like, oh, wow. No. No. That's like when no. someone around me is like, I don't even like Nine Inch Nails' cover of Hurt. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Look at their zits. Look at the zits yeah. on Ron Howard's face. It's like they're not even f- afraid to like, oh, these are teenagers. Yeah. Oh, later, that guy would make a well-directed but stunningly boring movie about F1 drivers. <laughs> I really didn't like Rush, you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I thought the, the casting was beautiful. Yeah, you back on American Graffiti. Sorry. Looking forward to In the Heart of the Sea, though. That's uh, all the yeah. Apollo 13. I liked Apollo, yeah, Apollo 13. 13 went well. I thought that was a good movie for yeah. him. Uh, beautiful Mind. I just. I didn't like And it must, it just mm-hmm. must be colored by my knowledge of them as people after the fact. Yeah. I just cannot buy other Ronnie Howard or Richard Dreyfus as the cool kids. This well, they're be- not. They're very much not cool kids in they're, this movie. They're kind of dorky. I think yeah. of Dreyfus, basically I think Dreyfus is playing like the what Jonah Hill plays is super bad, only it's just he's not but more obsessed with dicks. Uh, well, he's the, he's the smart kid, but no one recognizes that's a virtue. He's the Michael. He's the Michael Sarah. <laughs> that's actually. what it is. That's, yeah, you're yeah. right. That's closer. He's closer actually to that. Charles yeah. Martin Smith in a way is the Jonah Hill in a way. Yeah. Is Charles Martin, he's Toad? Yeah. Toad, yeah. Toad. Okay, I do recognize that actor. I just don't know the yeah. name. Haskell, Haskell Wexler was one of the DPs on this. The yeah. uh, visual consultant that said, yeah, I mean, let's, let's back up because Charles Martin Smith, I mean, right. good Lord. I mean, Untouchables, we've seen Untouchables, yes? Yes. No, 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 I okay. love him. I, I, so I, he's one of the Untouchables. Yeah, he's yeah. the one about, we can get Capone on taxes. Yeah, he's, he's like, the guy that comes in with the idea and, and yeah, and he's, he's, like, he's Biederman, he's, he's Wolf of Wolf Biederman in, uh, get the in phone Deep Impact. Yeah, get the phone book. Huh. Huh? And who's who's the hot rod kid? 
That's Paul Lamott. Paul Lamott. Who went on to... Paul Lamott went on to do things, but not... Actually, he kind of did the least of the things of the top crowd uh, in this one. Let's see. He he was a star of quite a number of movies. Uh, Howard and Me was one of his ones. Oh, that's right. Um, He did an alien invasion movie. Um, Didn't really quite take off the way the others did. He did a few hot rod things like driving things, but he's basically... He's the greaser. He's the Fonz in this. Yeah. He's the Fonz character. Ooh, the Fonz of this is a great way to... If you want to make someone... You know what, Serge? Yeah. You're the Fonz of this. You're yeah. making this You're look cool. Fonz. You're like making this look cool. He That's was a nice f- thing to say to people. He Just was, say that to everyone. It doesn't matter the fon- what they're doing. He like was the Fonz of us. Right. The guy... The guy <laughs> some people, yeah. If you're like the guy, you buy like a five-hour energy at the gas station, you fill up your yeah. tank, and the guy is like, cool, I'll be, you know, 40, 40 bucks. And you say, thanks, man. You know, you turn back as you're leaving. You're the Fonz of this, man. You're the Fonz <laughs> of this. And then you just leave. Ding, ding. And it's just like, he stands there like, what's the Fonz? I, I am the Fonz. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like, I don't get it. Yeah. Is that from that show based on the movie Push by <laughs> Yeah. No. Push by I, also, I also didn't realize uh, Kate Micucci had been around for this. <laughs> she is awesome, by the well, way. Well, that's, that's, the, although from this angle, she does look kind of like DJ Qualls. Who's Kate Micucci? She's, uh, she's something, someone uh, the young kids like. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. But, but then speaking of, speaking of show based she's on. She's famous now. She, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she doesn't Barely. matter. But the, but the idea of the, you know, of course, this movie was ripped off explicitly by Happy Days, which, and Cindy Williams didn't get a role in that one, but then she had to wait for the spinoff of Happy Days of Laverne and Shirley, so it was like, okay, now you can have a TV show. So, <laughs> And she, you know, her most her claim to fame in, in life uh, still remains to this day, being um, she was... Shirley. She was Shirley. I have to check my math on that one myself. Laverne and Shirley. Shirley you know, of course, and the, you know, weirdly enough, speaking of people who went on to directors, be it directors inexplicably... Um, you know, uh, uh, Ms. Ms. Marshall was the uh, was the uh, Penny, Laverne. Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall and was actually, Laverne, yeah. and that was and that and Happy Days together was you know a double you know double you right. Know, they're both the ABC, same universe and all, same universe and also and Joni and Chachi crossover Latin jo- Joni and Chachi. Happy Happy Days. I mean, just is, is Happy Days has between All in Family and Happy Days. It's it's a race as to which shows spawn the most spinoffs. But the but the point I'm getting at is then Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley together for several years on ABC was just the unbeatable like no you can't program against that that's the that's the fucking unstoppable juggernaut of ABC. Um, so she was you know she and he went on to be probably the biggest TV stars of this sure of this, uh, this whole crowd. Going back to Paul Lamaffer's like I'm looking at his stuff. He was in a, he did a few things. He was in more American Graffiti. So yeah, that's more right. American Graffiti, which actually is a really were, yeah. pretty good film. It's yeah. different than this, and it got buried because it was it was post Star Wars, and it, that didn't yeah. make any sense. I think uh, Bill, Bill Norton. Lamat was in an episode of Marty She Wrote. He's in an episode of Twilight Zone, episode of a Ray Bradbury Theater, and then just like sort of random stuff here and there. He was on Factor Fiction. Okay. With uh, Jonathan Frakes? Yeah. Uh, beyond belief, yeah. <laughs> the TV episode called Eclipse. Ooh. And uh, his last movie <laughs> was something that doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. And Trey has a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Although, back to my point about if you don't know what to call your movie, just slap the word American in front of it and it sounds important. He was in American History X, y'all. Oh, okay. That's so, uh, that's Paul Lamatt for you. Paul Lamatt. Or Paul whatever Ma. you would say. Paul Lamatt. Paul Lamont. I do love it. See, to God, me, look at this. I love young Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, young, great, young Penny Marshall. Not you Penny could, Marshall, but uh, I Williams. have never liked a smartass as much as I like young Richard Dreyfus. This movie. He, oh yeah, I, that he, was his the, whole the, thing. Yeah, exactly. The extent his, to his which coming of age was Jaws. That's when it got cemented. But before right. that, he had Dirty Kravitz. It's like just this fucking this. smartass guy. And Goodbye Girl was before. No, Goodbye Girl was after Jaws, or was it before Jaws? Oh, after. After. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what they said to the girl during Jaws. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, wah wah. You know, what I really like about this, and I. I mean, everything's shot with pretty long lenses, and he really gives it a nice, lived-in, 
observational feel, kind of like Star Wars did, quite frankly. Huh. You know, because Star Wars had a feeling like, oh, you're over there. That's happening over there. This lived in yeah. Yeah, it feels feel. Good. So Goodbye Girl was after Jaws. It was actually also in, it was after Close Encounters, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but American Graffiti was like his 15th role. His first roles, he's got some uncredited shit like in 66 in Bewitched. That's his first role. <laughs> yeah. How about this? Uh, uncredited appearance in The Graduate. Oh, wow. wow. Oh. He's a, a boarding house resident. That's Richard Dreyfus. Yep. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, and then, uh, you guys didn't know that piece of trivia? Didn't. No. Oh, he's the, should I get the cops? I mean, that's. Oh, that boy, one. Yeah. They'll show that all the really? time. Yeah. They show that clip all the time. That's Richard Dreyfus. Oh, that's, that, that immediately goes on my list of, you Wait, didn't notice this, but they're in that movie. In The have Graduate. You seen, have you seen The Graduate? Yeah. When uh, later in the movie, uh, he's at the college. He's got that little boarding house. So he's Norman Fell is his, his landlord. Like, what are you doing in there? And and the girl comes to see him and she gets upset because he finds out about the mom and she screams and everyone's at the door going, what's going on in there? Oh. And, you know, and Norman Fell is like the, you know, the landlord, like, hey, I, I don't know. What are you going? What's going on here? It's like, no, you know, she's fine. She's just right here having a glass of water. Um, this young kid sticks his head in for half a second and goes, should I get the cops? That's, 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 that's Richard Dreyfuss. That goes on, like, immediately goes on the short list of my favorite, like, you didn't notice him, but uh, the other ones are like Ron Jeremy in Ghostbusters. Uh, and uh, you got Jeff Goldblum in Annie Hall. And then there's also uh, I forgot my mantra. Sam Rockwell Classic. in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. yeah. Just for one second. Just or selling cigarettes. You mean, no, you mean in Ninja Turtles movie. Ninja Turtles movie. Sorry. Yeah. No one was in the... the, the <laughs> no one was in Super Mario Brothers. Even Bob Hoskins wasn't. Yeah. His, his, it's like Mario played by Alan Smithy. You can't do that. <laughs> Bob. We saw you. That's, Bob, that's they know allowed. it's you. They know it's you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Run! They recognize you. <laughs> Stop me, Smee. Now this is uh, now. I wasn't Chloe mentioning this. Is this is this literally San Rafael? Is they this- shot. They wanted to shoot the whole thing in San Rafael, and then he couldn't because San Rafael was like, uh-uh, no, no, way too yeah. disruptive. So they shot a lot of it in Petaluma, and he basically stole a couple of nights here. And then over the course of like the shooting in Petaluma shit, they would run over to get street shots real quick and then leave again. So like all of these big, all the shots where you see them going down the street, you see the whole street are yeah. San Rafael shots, and then cut to okay. you know the two blocks that's, in Petaluma that looks like this. That's what I, I thought because like yeah. I was just in Petaluma late last year. And no. I was just look every time I just sort of come around a corner going shit looks a lot I, like American graffiti. And then if you want to do if you want another trip, if you're ever over in uh, Orange County, sort of between the highway and Fullerton is a city called Orange, which is that little strip from that thing you do. All that shit's happening oh, on that one little strip right. of this really old timey thing in Orange, California, and it's loving you lots and lots. Just saying. <laughs> I was just gonna be in my head. Loving you lots and lots. There's also uh, is it Whittier that's like kind of southeast of here? Yeah, Whittier, is, is, and that's where the school from Back to the Future is. In. School from Back to the Future, but also like even around, uh, you know, other than that, it's very, it's got this kind of like still fifties. Yeah, there's a lot it. of like that shit, that looking shit yeah. in in this part of California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, part of the reason I wonder if this is because like the the only two places you can find even vaguely old architecture in this country are in like. The Northeast, like Boston and shit, Delaware. Sorry, Serge. Mm-hmm. No, Andrew Henry's. Oh, well, I'll, I'll come back to the mooning. The mooning. <laughs> yeah, the, that was how we used to be bad. Or, or like, like, yeah, because they're the fucking American graffiti artists, you yes. guys. Uh, but like, you know, New England somewhere where it's like, yeah, they built that in 1600, but then everything else is just like houses made in 1985, and then also California. And I think the reason for the, you know the Northeast is because that's where people they were bringing over all the English traditions of making shit out of rocks, and then California, it's like, why are the old buildings still alive? Because nothing ever happens here. It doesn't ever rain. It's not very windy. If right. they didn't get shaken down in the 80s, then they're still here from whenever they were built. Here we go. Pause Suzanne for a Summers. Suzanne Summers. Who went yeah. on to be one of the biggest TV stars of the 70s. 
There she is. And this is the only, this is it. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just like, she what? just happened to be the girl in the car. <laughs> She's the girl in the car. Yeah. Holiday and road, road. So then yet yeah, she, so even she went on to be a big star. Yeah. So basically with the mooning is, and I don't know, I honestly, I was a kid in the 60s, so I don't remember. Mooning wasn't a thing. But when you get to high school, you know, it becomes a, th- and this, I don't know if it was because of this. That reintroduced mooning or not, but of course that got reintroduced. Oh, it's, and it's also the same year as guys, there was a, you, there you was guys a revival. Found out so much good news about things you can do. There to was a revival people. of all of this stuff. Like you know, I remember in my you know my my town in Maryland, which had no cruising culture history of any kind. People tried to sort of spontaneously have cruising culture. Like if we just all pick a place to drive our cars up and down, <laughs> we could ca- that could happen. We could be like that, right? You know, it's like okay, sure. Good luck with that. Guys. You guys, yeah, I you guess, guys didn't know how to do anything bad until this movie showed you, right? Yeah. Uh, kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah, no. It's kind of made it okay. It was never normal to sit in a car with a boy or park with a boy, boy or ask yeah, a, boy a boy out. Oh, man. But this kind of said, yeah, this, this, And yet somehow children were still being born. <laughs> yeah, I don't I even know how that though. happened. <laughs> Nobody had sex before 1963. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. What's with those lights? Wow, look at the... Yeah, I noticed that earlier. It's crazy. digital restoration on that. That's a really weird transfer. Now, look, I always love these the hatless hot rods, the ones that don't have the the uh, hood on them just so you get right to the engine yeah, I just love the look of it show like, how cool your engine is you change out the wheels you put on the cool fucking hot rod wheels and then you just show off the engine something about that for being what's ostensibly like if you're removed from culture if you just show a kid who's never seen a hot rod before that car I think they'd probably go that's kind of a junkie what are you doing why is it like that but to me, even with no particular cultural touchstone for hot rod culture at all, it's just the coolest looking thing in the world to me for some reason. I don't know if I grew up with like the right posters hanging in the den or something, but the the hot rod, the hatless hot rod with the, you can see the engine, you know, the, like the six cylinder poking out of the sides, it's all shiny and chrome is like the coolest thing in the world to me. And I've never like I've seen one in person like three times when I drove by Big Boy and they were having the classic car day there, like that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Bob's Big Boy out in Burbank used to do a bunch of car nights like this, but I've never seen I them. Do. I don't have any experience with them. My high school experience wasn't driving around and feeling like hot shit they're old things that aren't part of my culture at all and yet for some reason to me they're still like a beacon of the coolest thing ever they're <laughs> just so fucking cool i don't know why i think it looks cool it because looks they like, were cool they were made for like just going around and showing no, up it's an old car. car from the 40s they, they souped it up they shined the shit out of it they replaced the engine it took the lid off and for some reason it's like no that's the coolest yeah. thing i've ever seen okay in my life. do you, rec- young, you youth, recognize youth, who this is youth this young girl is come on no come on oh my god okay California Canadian Bank. What yeah, the hell? good lord. Who's that? That is, okay. she's, well, she's awesome. I enjoyed yeah, her young performance. Children. Okay, well, yeah. let's, we'll we'll give you the clues sequentially. Um, her name is Mackenzie Phillips. She, Whoa! She's the daughter of John uh, Phillips. She's Lindsay Buckingham. Dude? No, John almost Phillips. close. You're there. John Phillips uh, is in as in Mamas and the Mamas Papas. And the Papas. Right. She therefore she would be the sister of or aunt of. Wilson Phillips, uh, cousin, cousin, cousin of Wilson. Sure, Phillips? sure. No, no, I know, but okay. she's oh, I don't know. And longtime she's... star of the TV series I forget. with Valerie Bertinelli and Ronnie Franklin. I, I was one day know. at a time. No, I, no, I know <laughs> her decade. from other stuff. Oh God, just make it stop. Yeah, exactly. I know her from other stuff. Well, and and then recently, and then unfortunately, bad. Look at the cigarettes in his shirt. That's bad badass. drug habit uh, and problem. Then, did, did and recently, her, like, her father recently a tell all that accuses uh, her father of some pretty heinous things. Yes. Um, so well, that's how it is with those precocious young ones, you know. Yeah, but uh, mm. 
That's Mackenzie. That's but I movie. love her performance in this. Oh, she's, she's awesome. Amazing. Oh, she, everyone's great in this. Yeah, she's Every, everyone who went on to greatness in this movie deserved it. Except sure, for that, yeah. I thought that I thought that Bob Falfa guy who kind of shows up at the end was kind of flat. <laughs> he's, he's a hit. He's, he's kind of phoning. Frankly, it in. the person who sucks the most in this movie is Harrison Ford. Yeah, he's really. <laughs> he does. He's awful. Really, he's phoning like, it in. I don't even know why George gave him a second job, much yeah. less the world gave him a huge career. Well, he didn't want to be an actor. He wanted to just go keep doing me no, doing carpentry. Trey, are you currently smoking? Are you in a, a smoking phase right now? Yes. Okay, because you should. Fucking keep your cigarettes in the pack. On I the know. Sleeve. I, that is, the, that I is never, amazing. I tell you, lifelong. I've never felt. Oh. Cool, I've never felt cool enough to pull that off. Where you just wrap it in your sleeve, it pops up, and it just sort of stays locked. Yeah, there. I've never felt cool enough to get away with it. That's like the guy equivalent of keeping like your money in your bra or something. Like it's like, yeah, you know what? Only it's cooler because you can see it. It's just like just there. It's like, yeah, I'm a smoker, but you know, it's not a big deal. I'm just wearing it on my sleeve. That's right. I've got my smokes on. My, my habit is a turn of phrase, and you just like bowling. That was like the first <laughs> adult we just saw. Yeah. This is a world without and adults. Saying, wah, wah, and now, wah, and now wah, look wah, at this wah, adult. Wah, wah. He's sitting in a huge chair. Yeah. What well, is like, it with California and big chairs? Like there's one in, in, in the parking lot of that building downtown. And then if you drive to there's, Burbank. There's, there's one in Dr. Horrible. That's two. <laughs> That's two of them. I've been in that oh one. Oh my God. Look at that. Look at that sleazy guy. It's like, yeah, weird. This, like, where's this? It's like the there's adult so many little weird like, little cameos that are fun about this. It's this weird sort of like thousand and one, you know, thousand and one nights of your Shahrazad. Like, what the hell is this weird phantasmagorical world they're living in? It's Petaluma, California, and or San Rafael. Which, by the way, in case you ever find yourself curious about perhaps Googling the town of San Rafael, it is San Rafael, except the entire city got together and agreed that we're not going to ever say that. So if you say it's, it's like saying Worcester, Massachusetts, something like that, you're an idiot if you say it that way and you'll get kicked out, possibly beaten to death. But also it should be pronounced the way that they all agreed not to pronounce it. So uh, in closing, uh, fuck San Rafael yeah. and suck Worcester. <laughs> sure. Like you do. You know, so this is an interesting scene. So basically he's tried to get advice from an adult, the second adult in the film. And he can't even trust him because yeah. all he's trying to do is basically re- sell him on Isn't this way. like a, a, a long deleted scene that then came in that showed up again? Because I don't I remember something about that scene, that that scene wasn't in the actual theatrical release because it's, it's, it's completely non sequitur and doesn't really. Lenny do Bruce anything. on the drums. Yeah, but um, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't I, 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 yeah. I, again, it depends on what edition <sighs> we're looking at and so Sock on. But, but the, uh, the I, I think that was the case that that was one of those like long missing scenes because it was cut from the original theatrical release. Now, I don't really have a memory of that scene so much as I do of the rest I'm of I'm having movie. a vague memory that back in the late 70s, I guess after Star Wars came out, they re-released American Graffiti, but with additional footage. Is that yeah, right? Well, one of the things about the way it was edited, I don't know, since you guys are so old hat about this, you probably didn't even like check the wiki to kind of like refresh yourself on it, mm-hmm. but I did right after I watched the movie because I'm like, Did you guys know, know there's a thing <laughs> called Wikipedia? Yes. <laughs> if you, if you <laughs> use the talking computers and ask the computer <laughs> real nice like... I ask it every day. It no, doesn't I, say anything. Yeah, it just stares at you like, plug <laughs> me in. Hello, um, computer. No, but the way that this was edited, it's a weird editing history this movie has. Not even, like, it has a very odd getting made in the first place story with, yeah. like, five studios and basically George Lucas's whole life, no one's believed in him. And then when he made Star Wars, for a second, everyone believed in him and then he spent the rest of his life with no one believing in him. <laughs> and look, look where that <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Out. It's like, ah, we were right the whole time. But the way it was edited originally, it was, like, four hours long. Mm-hmm. He had it arranged and you see all of this guy's evening and then you have all of that guy's evening and then all of this girl's evening and then all of that guy's evening in a row. You'd just, like, finish the Richard Dreyfuss story and it's 20 wow. minute chunk and then you'd watch the Richie Cunningham story wow. and then you just one by one until eventually Francis Ford Coppola was like George Dude. yeah seriously look man we die 
after not many years on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> Can we please? And he ended up like shuffling it around like okay. that. And, and there so, is uh, Kathleen, Kathleen Quinlan. Kathleen Quinlan. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, that is Kathleen Quinlan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Anyway, where do you know Kathleen Quinlan from? Uh, she drops her ring at the Safari Inn. What? There you Apollo go. 13. There you go. Yeah, of course, Apollo 13. Apollo 13 for you guys. Oh, that's, that's your right. touchstone for Kathleen. And in Quinlan. the back, that's. An extra. That's, Never that's, did anything that's else. Actually, uh, me. Died that's, the that's Nancy Reagan back there. <laughs> that's Nancy Reagan. I that's, wish it was Nancy uh, Reagan. Brian so, okay, well, that ex- kind of explains the. And in so doing, he Marshall kinda, Lucas yeah. slash Verna Fields. Like, somebody exactly. come in here and make some sense of this he shit. He had a really, really, really tremendous amount of footage. And he cut it down from like three and a half hours or like four hours to like. Three hours to like now it's what whatever it is two hours and five minutes something like that. That but had to have been Bruno Fields. This guy here in the plaid shirt yeah. didn't go on to do anything. <laughs> that's <laughs> Dave Franco actually. That's, that guy doesn't age. Dave Franco. He now sells used cars in Petaluma. <laughs> Dave, it's a made up brother named James. Yeah. Dave Franco. That's well. See, that's kind of interesting. That again, of course, it's been said many times. Look not, at look at him in the mirror. Look at look at Ron Howard in the mirror. He looks wrong if you see the wrong side of him. Like he doesn't look like Ron Howard anymore on that. Oh, side. that was the bath. That was the whole. That was thing. the cherry bomb. thing. Yes, that was. It's been said oh, many sure. times, although not loudly, that you know Star Wars would be a pile of dog shit if it hadn't been edited for by Marsh- someone by who Marshall knew what Lucas, they were doing. Right. By Marshall right. Lucas and Richard Chu and and the people who edited that. Yeah, Richard exactly. M. Chu. Yeah, it's it's certainly it's certainly possible that Chewie yeah, got him out of there. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. That American Graffiti also was a whole bunch of interesting footage with a lot of potential with some good performances and so on yeah. and it took someone to kind of go how do we take this and shape and it into some kind of, of movie um, interesting because uh, when we said this came out in 73 73 okay well THX is 71 yeah bear in mind that um, you know we talked about how uh, when we did Silent Running that Universal had that crazy idea of like let's give young filmmakers a million dollars and let them do what they want to do and see maybe there'll be a hit or something like that. It's only a million dollars, so who cares? And Silent Running was not. Yeah, but Silent Running also got to the theaters two years before this one did, so yeah. I think we just figured out what the time lag was about. Oh! <laughs> was, was this like, I was like... figure out what the fuck to do with this. I was like, the, the yeah. math doesn't add up because American Graffiti didn't come out till like the mid, yeah, mid-70s. Easy Rider came out, or no, the, Easy last, Rider, the last movie. Easy Rider, yeah, the last movie kind of eventually came out, but, you know, barely. Yeah, uh, so that's what happens. When you give five people a million dollars each you get yeah. two movies we're talking about three years after the first three came one out one self-indulgent like, yeah. piece of dog shit yeah. that you can't release at all and, you know, a couple and, and some really years good. later we'll be glad that you planted that Milos Forman seed but not yet yeah and one that'll pay off later so which wait, is this, the same is true at, at 100 million dollars a piece it's just you're not spending as much money okay we're getting to the moment uh, that uh, that has a weird kind of weird connotation for me okay so I just um, I want to several years ago it, you know dangerous. nostalgically you know 15 or so years ago maybe 20 god help me um back when i was making my living of uh, doing stage tech for uh theatrical shows here in los angeles before i got in the movie business. a lot of money in that um no well at the time survival money you could make like 15 to 20 dollars a show but now like the government won't pay you to do that no more exactly running you know okay. running light board and stuff like that i would do i was in demand and i would work i would work like as many days as there were to work i would oh there's an afternoon matinee i can work at this theater and then i'll drive across town and i'll do the evening show and the friday and the late show and then over here um one of the things that i was doing for i did multiple shows at the um Beverly Hills Playhouse, which I think is now officially called the Milton Kinsella's Theater, but uh, or whatever, because Milton Kinsella's uh, famous acting teacher did did uh, classes there. Um, <clears throat> I think at the time it was called the Beverly Hills Playhouse. It was a little hole in the wall playhouse, but because it was in Beverly Hills, recognizable actors and 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 other directors and stuff would do shows there. So I got to kind of meet some semi-famous people um, there, and they would run shows like on a on a average Saturday there would be like an afternoon show, and then a late afternoon show, and then an evening show, and then a late show. So the, 
shows would be sort of rotating through on any given day. All of those people anyway, in that line were miserable. There you go. So this fellow right here, this is Terry McGovern. Um, Terry McGovern is is a character actor. The play guy playing the teacher here. The guy, he's great. He's outstanding. Yeah. And there's one moment. He's great. Terry is a character actor who's been in absolutely goddamn everything you've ever seen in your life. He's still around. He's now an acting teacher. What's his name? Terry McGovern. Um, Terry Terry McGovern's got one of those IMDb's. Just look at it. He's been. He was in everything all the time. Um, anyway, Jesus Christ. Terry. Yeah, Terry. He's just one of those that guys at the time. But he's 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 now he's an acting teacher. He's uh, sir, a, I believe you mean Terrence. Terrence McGovern. Yes, <coughs> Terry to his friends, of which I was one. Anyway, Terry wrote and directed a show called Jessica and the Couch Potato that I did tech for, um, which I found just by accident, or was it? Uh, as I was getting ready to put on a shirt to come here, I found my Jessica and the Couch Potato crew t-shirt that says Jessica and the Couch Potato on it. And I was like, I should wear this. Why am I thinking I should wear this? Here's why. Because there's Terry McGovern, the writer and director of the show. Cool guy. Great guy to work with. Um, very sociable. Very fun to hang out with. Having been in the business forever, knew everybody. Had fam- sure. Had famous actor friends. Just by weird, weird, weird coincidence. As we were doing the show, Jessica at the Couch Potato at the Milton Casellas Theater, also running at the Milton Casellas Theater, was a show being directed by Richard Dreyfus. So Richard Dreyfus was there, Terry McGovern was there, and who was in a third show? Kay Lenz, who is the girl who's about to walk into this scene, Kay Lenz was acting in one of the other shows at the Milton Casellas Theater. That particular, there she is right oh now. Oh my God, Kay, Kay Lenz. Kay Lenz, who went on to so have you, a, Kay Lenz, who went on to do many movies and television shows, and you guys have never heard of her, but that's a famous actress right there. The three of them just happened to all have shows going at the little hole in the wall. You know, and, and uh-huh. Terry said, you know, there's a scene with the th- three of know, us. Me and, and, and I was like, and I just got to sort of be there when this weird weird you know moment happened when they all bumped into each other like hey how are you going what's up all right Uh, so i uh, i did some imdb work for y'all uh for one thing he does a tremendous amount of voice work now and yes he has been in all of the movies uh not a lot of roles that you'll remember except there's one very odd one that most people in my generation will be like hey really uh he's in mrs doubtfire he's in the movie for one second it's at the very beginning of the movie when robin williams is overdubbing that tweety bird and the animation director has the Tweety Bird smoking. Robin Williams goes off script. And the guy's like, you can't put words in the bird's mouth if his mouth isn't moving. And then Robin Williams says, piss off, Lou. <laughs> Terry McGovern plays Lou. There you he's go. the dickish fucking animation supervisor with a cigarette. Another way that he's like Trey. Yep. Yeah. Dick, dickish and smoking. Dickish and smoking thing. with a cigarette animation supervisor guy. Uh, but no, he's been in a million, a million zillion there, there was actually, bringing this all around, there was actually a, four, a third spinoff from Happy Days, and that was... Joni Love Shachi? Mork no. and Mindy. Yes. Mork and Mindy. Mork and, Mindy. and Joni Love Shachi and the Arnold show. And, you know, oh, and Arnold had a show. Arnold had a show briefly, I think. And, oh uh, or, or Joni... No, no. Joni Love Shachi had Arnold in it. That's where he was in that one. Okay. Um, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure... Um, the actual title goes to Ameri- Love American Style because Happy Days is a spinoff of Love American yes. Style. So yes. All right, hold on. You I'm guys pull- do know I'm Love American up- Style, right? Do know, do, do, do know, know what? <laughs> Love American Style, bluer than truer than the red, white, and blue. Brian, I think they're making fun of us. Love yeah. American Style. Ah, uh, youth. 
Anyway, All right, well, have you guys seen Lizzie McGuire? So I'll, I'll tell you again. We're not we're not fully watching this movie. <laughs> have you seen the Lindsay Lohan? I, sadly, I do know what Lizzie McGuire refers to. It's really unfortunate. But um, the the <laughs> don't you think the be- or like, the, the Lindsay Lohan? She, she's coming in with like the bullshit. Like she's trying to pitch the Beach Boys, and he's not having it. Like oh, the Beach Boys, yeah. no, no. I not cannot believe that. that's Mackenzie Phillips, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Partially because whatever happened to her teeth later was significant. Yeah. Mess. But just generally, like she's an outstanding kid actor in this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like she. She's one of my favorite characters in the movie, and she's got to be like 15 <laughs> or 16. Maybe younger than that. In fact, is it possible? I think if I recall, like there's one factoid about how she was so young that the director, or not the director, some one of the producers had to take, uh, take her on as her parental guardian for the length well, of this movie. Considering the stories we've heard since, maybe that wasn't is, such a bad thing. Which is probably a pretty good three months for yeah. her. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know how to search on this thing. <laughs> but yeah. I have to say, again, I not having... I mean, there's nothing in this movie other than the, the, the used car scene, which I, I think, like I said, I think is an added scene. Um, the, the, everything is like, as soon as I see it, I go, oh, yeah, this. I remember this. You know, I just I couldn't I couldn't have pulled it out of my memory, but it's still there to access it when I see it. I go, oh, OK, I remember this scene. Sure. Um, wow. So not having not having actually watched this movie in quite some time and you guys just watched it you know, within the last 48 hours. Um, I'm actually struck again by how sort of fresh this is, like you were saying, that this this movie dares, and I, I think we do need to lay a lot more at the feet of the editors who figured out what you know how to make this thing fit together. Yeah. But the fact that there's just what is this movie when you get down to it? What is the plot of this movie? It's like, well, everyone people exist. Everyone pairs off in twos yeah. and threes and drives around. It's as as far as shooting, it's one of the easier kind of movies to shoot. Yeah. Just, just get a car and get some actors and drive them around and let yeah. them let them do stuff. There's a couple of things that the editors sort of found, and to what extent yeah. George had this idea beforehand, a we don't ever know, and b George will like lie about it for the re- like he's like yeah I invented five reasons for every scene 25 years before I wrote the movie and also 35 Star Wars movies whatever George yeah. makes up shit after the fact is the joke moving on that uh, the editors found the using the radio as like a thing to tie it all together as vignettes. Yeah. Right. And also that depending on how you rejigger all the scenes, you can make it so that everyone's night is about the night they lost their innocence. And they're like, Oh, Oh, that, <laughs> Ooh, Oh, that's so close to being a thing that it's like, we planned that. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. Uh, so they basically shaved it down to the point where everyone's little mini arc is about how they uh, approached losing their innocence and which way they went with it. And, you know, does Richard Dreyfus go to college? Does he stay in town? Does that, and it's just everyone doing that, reaching the point at which they decide which the way their life is going to go. And that ties into how George wanted at the very end of the movie to have like these title cards for what happened in the history of these characters who aren't real. And it's like, this guy died in the army. This guy, that, this guy, De- this. Deverly, Deverly Scott. There's Deverly Scott. Deverly Scott. And that guy. I don't know who that guy is. I, I like the skull. To be. But that's Deverly. Look at that De- wheel. Deverly Scott De- then De- went on to be famous on Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Which yes. Television show, among oh, other yes. Things. Um, and also, I think she was on Welcome Back, Carter. Uh, was she? So, Brian. I think so, yes. Yeah. Was she Hotsy Totsy? Harrison Ford was later in a movie called, uh, <laughs> guys, you know, yeah. it was a star. Uh, uh, in, uh, Indiana. Indiana. Oh, wait, no, hang on. Yeah, that's true. Later, he Hanover played, Street. He played it. Hanover, Hanover, Hanover Street. Hanover it's Street. close. Hanover it's close. It's Force 10 from Navarone. Harrison Chevrolet. He was in, oh, the Apocalypse Now. Witness, I think. Yeah, no. Whatever that Hearts thing directed. Heart of Darkness, that's right. Hearts and Flowers. Hearts and Minds. Hearts and Souls, I believe. Regarding Henry. Yes, he 
did that yeah, one. Yeah, remember that one? That was a good one. Well, he yeah. might have a career. Working girl, I don't know. He and played now, cool hand and Luke. Here comes Candy Clark, who Candy later Clark. I met on the blob. How you doing, Candy? Oh, you did? Oh, nice. yeah. yeah. I forgot about your Candy Clark story. Yeah, with the, Candy, with... my Candy Clark story. It's Oh, it's just a guy. Oh, it's just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> looking at you through the sinkhole like yeah, some looking, piece of shit. peering down and being disappointed to see me. Anyway, so no, the title cards at the end where it's like, so-and-so died in the war and whatever like that, you know, and John Belushi became a congressman. That whole thing. That's a parody of this. Right. That is in uh, that's that pays off the idea of this is the night they all make their choices about which way their life is going to go and all that stuff. Yes. But there's an interesting fact about those title cards, which is that when George wrote this movie, he was basically he based every character on like a year of his life. Like this is, you know, Mr. Uh, fucking guy who has the name. I forget the guy with three names. Uh, Kim, Charles, untouchable Charles, Charles Martin Smith. Yeah. The Charles Nelson Riley over here is him when he was like a freshman in high school. Couldn't <laughs> get laid to save his life. Just dork. Tiny and, candy. Clark. And every single. Yeah. And every single like male character in this movie is based on like a year of George Lucas's life. This mm. is when he was the weird roguish fucking guy that didn't have any friends and no one would talk to. But he had a reputation and so on and so forth. And as such, George really strictly specifically relates to several of the characters in this movie, all the main guys, and like everyone else is sort of ancillary to his personal experience, so he didn't care so much, and it came to the point where at the end, he's like, I want to have talent cards for where all, you know, all the main characters go when they finish the movie, and it's like, this one, 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 and it's like, someone pointed out, George, why not like any of the girls in this movie, and George is like, <laughs> well, we don't have time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who cares how the girls right, exactly. turned out? Yeah. Which... Oh, well, way to go, George. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. which, which one you go to actually more American graffiti, Candy Clark yeah. gets her own storyline. She does oh, get her own storyline. Yeah, yeah. Trippy, and, she and, goes to hate Ashbury, and, yeah, and, and you actually get to see right up to the moment where Paul Namat does get killed by the drunk driver. And yeah. actually, that storyline is really good. That's a Paul solid Namad one, yeah. More American I'm, graffiti. I'm curious. That's kind of interesting. The, the, uh, the, that that idea that every one of those every one of the male characters is a part of... It's interesting that... That's what he says, anyway. It's interesting that the hot rod cruiser dude dies in a car accident because basically that yeah. version of George died in a car accident exactly too. exactly right. yeah. that's, that's and really, although, that's by good. the way while I'm pulling up my Wikipedia facts for the day uh, also yes all Mackenzie, the way from Stockton Mackenzie, <laughs> Mackenzie Phillips who portrays Carol was only 12 yeah. years old 12 yeah, oh my God. There you go. How about and that? under California law Gary Kurtz had to become her legal guardian for the duration of filming. Wow. wow. Look at that. There's Lisa Loeb somehow look They're, at all those young kids and those are kids wow look at that yeah. Do you know why they're? You know why they are sock hops? I didn't know this until I just so looked it up. So you don't mess up the gym floor, right? But you wouldn't need to have sock hops now, even if you had them, because we wear sneakers. Yeah. yeah. But at the time, you put on your nice shoes, and that'll scrape up the floor. Don't you dare come in here with that. That we we pay twenty five dollars a year for that varnish. You're not scuffing up anything. And I do remember when yeah. when I was a kid, it, like that kind of. <laughs> That vestige of don't come into the gym without sneakers, you know, don't do that. Oh, that's was right. A thing. Yeah. yeah. But it, it never really made sense as a kid because by that point, we, we all had like everybody pumps. was wearing sneakers. Yeah. But yeah. it's still that, that, that vestige of, oh, God, that's yeah. a yeah. Don't, don't uh, do it. You go ahead then. Pants. Like, oh, why, whoa. Why, why is this a big and I deal? I put together a weird little stray thing and I was right. making a Kenny Loggins joke earlier. This is amazing. Hence, <laughs> kick off your Sunday shoes. Yes. That's Damn. why the line's in Footloose. Yes. I never put that together. It's all coming together for me right now. Wow, it's like the world is being orchestrated by other people having real experiences, and I'm just watching it from one side. And, and you're just ah! you're just following along, trying to figure it out. Mackenzie Phillips was 12, and that's why you can't wear shoes at the gym. I, I really like that that we're seeing. You know, these are teenagers, ostensibly seniors and juniors, who are trying to deal with how do we deal with our relationship being over, kind of, but not. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it, and you know they're both the popular ones, and they have to deal with it in front of essentially everyone here. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. looking at them. They've got this you know, sort of illusion. They have I've to had maintain. nightmares that are less traumatic than this. <laughs> 
and it's real. It's a great. It's, it's all, all done in focus. It's, it's all done in one. And it's, it's done in uh, one. It's in focus. All acted and in her, one. Her performance is great. Cindy Williams is so great in this movie, and mm-hmm. and you know she she actually. I mean, you have to. I don't know what the the. For people who didn't like grow up watching Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley and Three's Company and things like that. And I don't know if the pervasive idea is like, oh, they were just kind of stupid ABC, you know, stupid comedies. We still have those. There were plenty of stupid ABC comedies, but I wouldn't necessarily count Happy Days or Laverne and Shirley or especially Three's Company um, among them. Because as John Ritter kind of famously said uh, in defense of Three's Company, he goes, we're doing... A, a French farce for 30 minutes every week. That's mm-hmm, what we're yeah. doing. It's like, oh, everyone's so stupid. Yes, have you heard of Moliere? I mean, we're doing, we're doing, it's a room with 50, 57 doors and a comedy of <laughs> right. errors. We're doing that every week. And we're doing that as best we can. That's not, that's a stupid thing, maybe, but it's also an entire style of, it's a theatrical motif. <laughs> it's an art form yeah. with a history. Yes. What's also weird is that, w- with the exception of tone, that's exactly what Louis is now. Yeah, so there you go. So, um, but Louis doesn't really do farce. It, well, it does, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's comedy it, of it's, errors, it's just it's, not played for laughs. Yeah, it's, it's a all. form of farce. Uh, it's tragedy of errors. Three's company would do it at high speed. It would do it yeah. at the at the, at the yeah. high speed, if you ever okay, seen like, it. Was, yeah, it was like a little Benny Hill. Yeah, kind of, like noises yeah. off, things like that. Um, yeah. Actually, but if you, if you look at once once Happy Days kind of hit stride, once Laverne and Shirley hit its stride, those are really tight ensemble comedies with solid casts that usually were farces. Most of the plots were farces. Like there's a comedy of errors and and here's and here's the aftermath. Certainly Laverne and Shirley was like that. It was very much a, a Lucy and Ethel kind of what predicament are they getting into this week? Yeah. Um, those were very solid shows and very and especially solidly acted. And and the and the thing that you really is amazing to see is later when Scott Bayo came into the show, you know, uh, Ron Howard sort of backed, you know, wasn't in Happy Days as much, but Fonzie had become a big character and Scott Bayo became a thing. Watch Scott Bayo and and uh, Henry Winkler. Their chemistry and their timing together is like Electric. Albert, Abbott and Costello. It's like Groucho and Chico. They're amazing. Their timing, their comedy timing with each other is killer. And, and so these, these little things that you sort of, you don't, you know, even at the time, sure. you don't get that, uh, you know, that there's some quality work going on here, sort of wrapped in kind of a cheesy package. All right. So this is interesting. So, uh, so anyway, but anyway, I just want to come out in the defense of Cindy Williams. Yes. Went on to a great big TV career. But deserved it because she's amazingly talented. Go ahead. Hey, Groot. No, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Happy Days, itself a spinoff from Love American Style, resulted in seven yeah. different spinoffs. I think series. it holds the record even overall in the family. All right. So do you guys want to see if you can do this? Go for it. I, I, I bet I can try. Okay. Right. So, 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 okay. I'll, I'll, seven. You're going for seven. And now some are animated. Some were animated. <laughs> oh, animated. Okay. Ooh, okay. Shit. That's tricky. All right. So, all right. So, um, okay. So Love American Style begat. Oh, there's the one that everyone always misses that I'm gonna I'm gonna get because it's easy. But Love and Reconcile begat Happy Days, and then there are seven from seven Happy, spun off from seven Happy spun Days. off from Happy Days. Okay, so Laverne and Shirley, one. Joni loves Chachi. That's two. Um, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And some are animated. Wow, uh, I'm trying to think of what those were. Um, I feel like there was a spinoff from Laverne and Shirley. But You're right. short five. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Um, so many fucking spinoffs. <laughs> oh, oh, they tried to do a Lenny and Squiggy thing. Oh, did Lenny and Squiggy? Did they have try? A show? No, it's not one of the ones that's listed. No, here. Well, I'll tell you. I'm going to do the one that no one ever gets, and that is Mork and Mindy. Yeah. Mork and Mindy. That's three. I got Mork and Mindy. There's also yeah, Out of the Blue and uh, Blanksy's Beauties. Oh, Blanksy's oh, Blansky's Beauties. Nelson yes. Walker. Blanksy's Beauties making the thing. Yeah, Blanksy's Beauties. I would not have remembered that. What's out the, of the Fonz blue? and Happy Days Gang? Yeah. Okay, that's got to be. It's a cartoon. Yeah. 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 And Laverne and Shirley with special guest star, The Fonz. 
what that must have been a cartoon. That also. lasted two episodes. Okay, fine. So what was? Out oh, of the, that was right. They tried to sort of yeah. keep it all going. What was out of the blue? Out yeah. of the blue is a spinoff of Happy Days, though it's a schedule. Though a scheduling error Sounds had the familiar. series airing prior to the main character's introduction on Happy Days, and it didn't last very long. What was the? Who, who was what it was about? The, uh, out of the blue, it's clicking ringing through. Ringing the bell barely. Would it's you not, like to learn more? Out of the blue is an American Darryl. fantasy sitcom aired yeah. on ABC during the fall of '79, right. chiefly notable as having featured a Mork and Mindy crossover, and for the okay. controversy surrounding its status as a spinoff of Happy Days. Series stars Jimmy Brogan as Random, an angel in training who is assigned to live with and act as a guardian angel, right. angel for a family and work as a high school teacher. Series aired from September 9th to December 16th, yeah, woo. 1979. Nine episodes were aired at the time. Of cancellation and some completed material Whoa. was never broadcast or released. Okay, yeah, that Thank one. You. Yeah, came <laughs> really that is a, that is some that is some fucking deep trivia right there. So, but there you go. That's the one that no one would ever remember is out of the blue. Touching on the Candy Clark character, who I, I first of all is just I, for my money is the most adorable girl in the movie. Um, the fact that she is. She's a little trashy. Uh, is is kind of you know kind of appealing and kind of off putting. I got to see a time. fight. I got to see you puke. It was great. Yeah. Well, the fact that <laughs> you kind of get the impression that she's a little loose. This one, you know, that she's got a bit of a history. Kind of. Yeah. A little? Yeah. A little. That uh, you know, it's like yeah, she's portrayed as being sympathetic, but she's also, I mean, do we get to say? tramp do we get to say slut oh she's a, no she's just expressing her sexuality okay that too however you want to say it but she's that well but yeah, uh, she's, yeah she's, but, doing, but she's the, doing it in a time when it was yeah not when very it was clearly not you know yeah. not not going to get you uh you know voted valedictorian yeah um but that's uh, <laughs> this this hmm. these two girls they're they're great. I don't know if they wanted to do much of anything, but even they are great. They they their little moment. Candy Clark was so in Zodiac. Funny. That's exciting. Yeah, um, yeah. and now so, she's been on Criminal Minds a lot lately. Yeah, which Candy that's, Clark's so never gone away. She's been around the whole time. My friend Robert's on Criminal Minds. She's now. Uh, she's in Blue Thunder, which is uh, was always fun to see her in. Oh but, man. Um, but uh, Hepcat Jewelers, Hepcat Jewelers. <laughs> I love that. But I, uh, you know, of course, my if you listen to our Blob commentary, is she plays the waitress in the Blob, and I, I was like, she was one of the very first people I was on a set with, where I'm like, that's a person from a movie that I recognize, that I know I've who that is. I've seen you in the movie pictures. You're, you're great. A, you're great. You're doll face. You did a fine, fine what job. What a card. Playing the slut in American Graffiti. I'm sorry. Can I use that word, graffiti? Perhaps if I stopped talking to you like this, you would like me more. You would like me more, and we would hit it off. I'm going to the bathroom now. Stay here. <laughs> That's right. Don't, don't, don't come impression. with me. You see, and they just situated their film by saying yeah. that, that he's gonna, you know, he's gonna shake. President Kennedy's hand. That's his. That, ambition. That's his grand life ambition. Yeah. So that so. place. So that places you like. Well, this is before Kennedy got yeah, killed. Right. So like, he's boom. in for a number of disappointments in life. <laughs> exactly. It's after people who knew who Kennedy was, but before Kennedy was no longer. And that's really like when you think about it, a pretty small window. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's nineteen sixty through sixty three. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, that's it. I it's, love, it's I the love switch it. from unknown senator to you know, it's like if, if a Barack Obama's presidency had ended two years in, yeah, that would be the window. So, by the way, how much do you guys just want to go back in time and be friends with George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola and Steven Spielberg in the middle seventies? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Imagine the vacations those guys were having when they got stressed. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, go off to Hawaii and. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't really smoke marijuana, and I would smoke a shit ton of marijuana with those guys. Just <laughs> like, I'm fucking hanging out with Coppola, now, see, Lucas, Brian's Brian's like Spielberg. <laughs> oh my I don't God. even yeah. do this, this shit. This is an important. This is an important thing. Is like Kurt is. Kurt does get girls. I mean, Kurt has. Kurt, oh yeah, Kurt has game. Well, this and that's important to me. And this is his ex girlfriend who, yeah. you know, he's making out with one last time. Yeah, like, uh, Trey. I believe we all know in this room that 
being a weird, lackadaisical, smart-ass <laughs> fuck doesn't not work. And getting ready to leave, for, I will tell you from personal experience, and getting ready to leave for college the next day oh, is a huge yeah. grease for the skids, I'll tell you that. Grease for the skids. <laughs> that, will, uh, that will open up a whole lot of doors for you. Like, oh, I guess if I'm never going to see you again, then hmm, we might as well. Sure, why not? Dude, fucking Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas and Spielberg were buds. Yeah. yeah. And just John, like yeah. John Milius. Cole, and Milius. Cole, and like, yeah, and like there's other ones too that'd be like just hanging out at the hot tub party. You know, someone's, you know, fucking Robert De Niro's making steaks today. Yeah. Like Dennis Hopper comes over, but he's a little bit too intense yeah. and then he leaves again with his five models. Is like, that Zeme- Hopper leaves with all the girls. Is that Zemeckis kid going to come by? Because he's creepy. He creeps yeah, me out. Don't bring Zemeckis over. He's a fucking sycophant. He's yeah. just always biting at my he's heels. He's always talking technology. I don't know what the hell he's talking right. about all the time. <laughs> Oh, he is super. Did you see his, his student film though? It was kind of cool. It was better than your THX film was, George. Zemeckis' student film is quite something. Yeah, uh, but then so is George Lucas's, for that matter. I've never seen Zemeckis' film. Oh, it's it's. I wonder if it's available anywhere. Was Trey was talking about maybe it's it was Field on, of Honor. Maybe it was on Star Wars. But Trey was talking about watching both Zemeckis' and uh, yeah. everyone else's. Zemeckis' is, yeah, Joe he, Dante. He was too, only just he'd only at the time he'd only just done I think used cars, which was or or even before that I want to hold your hand. Baby Jamecus. Yeah. Um, it, uh, that was after Star Wars. Wasn't right. But yeah. I was in film school. So, you know, and they said, oh, and here's that guy who just directed a movie. Perhaps something is something that you might do someday, all of you. Um, so it's like, here's his, that guy's student film. So Go we saw on his, shine, you crazy diamonds. a student film uh, called Field of Honor, which actually was quite something for a student film. Kind of crazy, satirical, very much a Vietnam era kind of sensibility. Here's to it. George Lucas talking about American graffiti vis-a-vis THX 138. Quote, THX 138 was about real things that were going on. The problem, oh, by the way, with. THX the, on all, oh, there's yeah, the 138 right there. That's what reminded me. There's yeah. where uh, the in joke starts. Uh, is going on and the problems that we're faced with. And I realized after making THX that nobody saw uh, that those problems are so real that most of us have to face them every day and we're in a constant state of frustration about them. And that just makes us more depressed than we were before. So I made a film where essentially we can get rid of some of those frustrations, the feeling that everything seems futile. And he made American Graffiti and the entire world was like, yep. And then he made Star Wars, and the entire world was like, you are God now. Yeah. And then Francis Ford Coppola was like, I'm not going to your fucking hot tub parties anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> then Steven Spielberg went on to make other movies. And, um, yeah, Cop- Coppola was one of the producers on this. Yeah. Yep. Coppola was going to finance this uh, when, when oh, George was going to be a zoetrope. That's it was, right. Yeah, yeah, he was going to. And one of the things that's interesting is that in unadjusted dollars, had Francis Ford Coppola financed it and gotten paid back on his investment his his four million dollars would have returned 30 million dollars in 1973 movie wow. uh, 73 money which is like on the order of 130 million dollars now like he would have made god money just from his initial investment on this movie had he gotten the opportunity to do that jesus it would have returned what, what did i say Thir- five to thirty so that's mm, five to- it's a 600 percent return on investment not bad. Not bad. Could but do worse. Good work if you can get it in 1973. It's a really well lit film, I got to say. It actually is. Good, really good, well lit. Let's get all the good job, well shot, well lit. All the characters have headlights. Well, you know, once they got the DSLRs, uh, yeah. it became a yeah. lot easier. Yeah. This, is a, this, is this, and drive. this would be the original yeah. red they shot this on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, the hell, what the hell was the ASA that they were shooting at just to even make this show up? Yeah, that's, that's a thing. 35 that's a trillion? Fa- that's some fast film, especially for and it's 72, not, And it's not grainy at all. I mean, that that might could very well be whatever remastering has been done, but... Uh, well, let me pull it up. But it's still, you can even look. Just look at that lighting. It's still yeah. beautiful. Yeah, for 1970-whatever, so for early 70s, yeah. Yeah. being shot out on the street continuously at night, there's like really no grain at all. Yeah, look at, I mean, you're picking uh, up a lot of see. detail. I don't know. I mean, 
I mean, this is a little harder to judge, but those street scenes, there's no way they could have just basically just pumped that much light into the street, not make it look like ass. Yeah. Maybe they didn't know. Especially if they're the stealing shots. Uh, let me see. <laughs> like this. Oh, this <laughs> yes, the, buy, the buying alcohol scene. Okay, I remember this now. Yeah. This. Here you go, kid. Whoop. <laughs> I'd forgotten this. And I just love the delineation of yeah. adults with teens in this. It's just yeah, so they, clear. They, they live in like completely separate worlds. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say. It's just 35 millimeter two perf, so even the, whatever. Even, even the cop who was, you know, who basically was almost their age. He's still, it's all these people, yeah. these adults. Well, and the cop specifically mentions that you're about to cross a very important dividing line into quote-unquote adulthood yeah. where it's all going to change. All the rules are going to be different when you become an adult. So that's, that's if anything sums up what this movie is kind of, is thematically ends up being about, whether it started out to be about that, that it's all about, you know, the, I, I feel like I've heard it described as like the last night of adolescence or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Is that, uh, is that, am I just, am I actually remembering that from somewhere or am I just sort of assembling that? Because that's, that's kind of what it's about. Yeah, like it's, that's the night of adolescence. Akin to what you said, but the idea of like, yes, this is the last night of whatever you are now and tomorrow, by tomorrow morning, you're going to be heading in another direction, you know, and that's, this is about which direction is it going to be. Right. One of, yeah, one that's, uh, you, one will, of, you will be married to that direction for the rest of your <laughs> life. Yeah, that's right. It's over at that it. point. Oh, sure. Rotten Tomatoes actually says American Graffiti is a funny, nostalgic, and bittersweet look at a group of recent high school grads' last day of innocence. Yeah. Ebert go. loved this movie. Uh, Good. Yeah, it's interesting. He, he says this is exactly what it felt like. Uh, and there was a wonderful quote. Yeah. Uh, it was Dave Kerr, Dave Kerr said, uh, the film is a brilliant work of popular art that redefined nostalgia as a marketable commodity. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Yeah. And of course, after this movie came out, then there was a glut of, eh, the 60s and the 50s were fun movies immediately yeah. thereafter. As uh, as someone, I remember at the time even, as, or I remember at some point I read <laughs> that it that it is it is this fake version of nostalgia in that in that as we pointed out in the Sting where we talked about yeah the Sting and it popularized ragtime music which is actually thirty years before the Sting takes place right. is when there's the heyday of ragtime music uh, so it's like it's creating nostalgia out of bits and pieces that sure. don't aren't actually uh, it's correct. like if we all fell in love with. Tarantino's version of World yeah. War Two. Yeah, as, right. as 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 pointed out, is like this movie is doing the same thing because even for me, when it was all of ten and twelve years or earlier, and not fifty years earlier, like it is for you guys, you know the whole concept of yes, fifties music and doo wop and all that. That's all just like one. Little, that's one greatest hits album. All just yeah. Um, but the idea that th- you know this movie iconically uses Rock Around the Clock. Rock Around the Clock is one of the is the prototypical quote unquote first rock and roll record, which is from the mid fifties. So this is like this is the sixty two. The kids would not be listening to Rock Around the Clock. That would be like, you know, that's my, oh, my dad likes that song. That's, you know, that's eight years ago. That's seven years ago. So, but because it's, as you said, commodifies nostalgia. It's just sort of, well, you know, we'll just take all the things that people can kind it's of like, identify. Have you heard this band, Maroon 5? Yeah. <laughs> the kids love Maroon 5. Hey, now you're this an all-star. It's a big deal. All that stuff. They love that. Yeah. So. Or like the Black Eyed Peas. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah. yeah. What? Mm. Okay. Candy Clark. Candy Clark, man. Whew. I love this scene, by the way. This I cracked up watching the scene earlier. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. You lost your ideas. Let me, yeah, let me get you a bottle. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like, he runs out. He's like, here, go. Yeah, I totally don't mind breaking the law for you, kid, because I got my plans of my own. Sure. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. I forgot yeah. about yeah. this. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> great little throwaway joke. Uh, three, uh, two, yeah. uh, but I like the toss. One, uh, yeah. I like the toss. All yeah, done in one, here. one in shot. Done in one shot. This is just perfect gag staging. And just great acting here. There you Boom! Go. <laughs> and then 
and he shoots. <laughs> Charles Martin Smith earning his money oh right there. God. But he got the booze, and that's what matters. That's right. And he parked right underneath the ice sign. Hmm. She's 12. She's 12. 12. But the, you know what this is? It's a, it's a nice, you know, like, kids doing what they do on a night. Where, like, everyone goes out together, and everyone, like, splits up. And yeah, that, up that happened as recently as when I was in high school. I don't know if it's still happening now. I think everyone now just sort of, like, hangs out at their houses with phones. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. I think the addition of phones and social media has changed like when I was in high landscape. school, I was on the internet a lot because of the forum and shit, making Star Wars fan films, but I was the still ostracized nerdy guy trying to do like yeah. social f- stuff on the internet, which no one at school was doing, just other nerds were doing elsewhere. So like that, the internet existed while I was in high school. It didn't actually change like the social structure and activities. It was still pretty much like four people in this car, four people in that car were going over to Alex's house or whatever shit. Yeah. Uh, sort of well, thing. Uh, or, or like if the party gets broken up, meet me at Steak and Shake sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, but like well, right after, like uh, well, my, sister, my sister who's six years younger than me doesn't have that experience at all with her high school shit. Her high school shit was all MySpace. So, oh, really? Yeah. Like I was right before social networking changed the way that apparently American evenings go <laughs> yeah. for teenagers. Yeah. And the, the whole concept of, yeah, meeting up with someone and then it doesn't actually happen that yeah, yeah. Just we're gonna, not knowing. We were gonna. I will meet you at six at this place. Yeah. Okay, right. I'll trust and then you. They're not Trey. there, and right. I guess trade died it. or yeah, something. Like, okay, I'll yeah, see him we waited for an hour. Where were you? Oh, this happened. Whatever. Right. Now it's like if you, if you don't show up to a place and or signal your intentions, we, we just assume you're dead. You're, oh, you must be dead. Yeah. I can't get a hold of Trey. Must I, have died. I don't think he ever existed. I th- I think this was one of the added scenes. I think I don't. Yeah, Walking I don't remember there, it either. Yeah. And I think it's one of the better scenes. I'm I, it, I'm glad to see it in because I mean it's, it is yeah maybe it's a little on the nose but it does it is the sort of the, the summation of the Paul Lamott character is is the fact like you know everyone everyone I know uh, is you know died in a car crash because that's kind of what we do so it's definitely a setup for where his plot line is going to go later tonight so but yeah it is I I remember that specifically and so yeah so I it's somewhere in my brain. I I had this information about the American Graffiti re-release where footage was added. Yeah, um, and I, I know, the I, and I'm remembering so far. I'm remembering the the used car guy and the walk through the through the junkyard. Job um, right. I forgot about these. Well, that's Bob. These Hoskins. guys. That, that's uh, oh, uh, Bo Hopkins. Bo Hopkins. That's right, Bo Hopkins. Bo Hopkins, who also went on. I mean, I'm trying to think. You, you, you guys would have seen him, and he's he's a character actor who's been in things. Huh. Um, yeah, he definitely looks familiar. Yeah. He was actually. I think he was. Maybe he played one of the androids in uh, THX. I know Johnny Westmiller Jr. played. Oh, another well, one that the, would have been interesting. The guy on the left androids. later created Family Guy. What? <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah but it's very nice try, though. Here's a wonderful, <laughs> this is a great factoid. Uh, given the popularity of the film's cars with customizers and hot rodders in the years since, oh, yeah. their fate immediately after the film was made is ironic. All were offered for sale in San Francisco ads, and only the 58 Impala driven by Ron Howard attracted a buyer. It sold for a couple hundred bucks. Wow. The Yellow Deuce, the White T-Bird, they went unsold despite being priced as low as $3,000. Uh, and they <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, right after this movie came out, they couldn't fucking give these cars away. <laughs> then after American Graffiti like was part of the culture, you probably couldn't have afforded them again yeah that's then, how fickle what, markets what, are. what ended up happening are they like do they get cut up for scrap or what i don't know i would hope someone just someone held someone on. bought the run howard someone one, held so on that's on probably it, yeah. in a smithsonian someone just somewhere. held on to it i mean you wouldn't just trash a deuce coupe like that that'd be that'd be insane it's, it's like, got bees in it yeah <laughs> it's it's beats full of bees we're gonna drive it again it's the tiny car and drag Look at david hasselhoff russell back there 
<laughs> that guy is truly scary. But that's again, this is the this is the sixties. It's like, yeah, this is the street gang. This is the scary street yeah. gang. Uh, we're not looking for no reefer addicts. A couple of them are vaguely Hispanic. That's, <laughs> that's as far as it goes. Uh, ooh, I don't the, know. The one is basically James Dean, yeah. sort of. Exactly. Look at that. Look Side at those tough guy. Look at those, look at those tough guy him. car coats they've got. What are those corduroy? Woo! <laughs> Hardcore. The guy has the world's biggest strand of hand. And they're not making a lot of eye contact. Yeah, that's how they're you know. Just, you know what though? Just unsettling. Those guys must be mid twenties or something. There. His jaw clenching angst. Yeah. And his bowling jackets. They need, the they need a good tailor. The pharaohs need a good tailor. How come we don't have a gang? We should have a gang and have a stupid name. And like have the pharaohs. Can, have, can we have coats? Can we have coats? We can have coats. We can have code names. Say friends in your head. Like That'd a be, handshake. Oh, I want to no, 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 walk no, down no, the streets no. of the mean streets of Petaluma wearing oh. a big blousey jacket that says friends in your head. <laughs> Nehru, we're bringing it back. <laughs> It'd be weird. It's such a bad idea. Now, this uh, is the car I like. This big old, this big old uh, wide sedans. This, uh, this, um, With a tiny slit of the tiny, 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 tiny Lock Marty room. McFly in the back. And a logo. Gotta have a logo. <laughs> like, that's their one friend who's like only there like half the nights and they're thinking about cutting him out of the gang, but he designs their art for them. So yeah, it's like, uh, he does all of our lettering, man. We, we gotta do something. Yeah, exactly. So we can, where did, where we can't kick out Milton. He designed our album cover. <laughs> where does the gra- where, where are the graphic artists? Where are the graphic designers? Yeah. Oh, there she goes again. They have their own gang and you're not invited. <laughs> the graphics. Yeah. And they just watch Hitchcock movies and jerk off to Saul Bass. <laughs> My people. Like you do. Yeah. Those are the guys that the AV club beat up. Now, we've we've left uh, Laurie alone. <laughs> Laurie and uh, Steve. Is it Steve? Ron Howard's character. For a while. We, yeah. We've left them alone for a while. What are they up to, I wonder? I don't know. Oh, there oh, they are. Okay. <laughs> oh, that, they, oh, no. Verna, oh, Verna Fields right on time. Oh. Keeping the storylines intertwined. Well, well, well played. Wolfman Jack. Now, Wolfman Jack, this movie also kind of made Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. Well, he brought him back. Wolfman Jack. Well, Wolf depends on where you were from because Wolfman Jack was famous where you could hear Wolfman Jack. Um, I wasn't really particularly aware of Wolfman Jack's existence before this movie came out. This movie told me that Wolfman Jack was apparently a thing. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you could, and he was then more widely available and syndicated and so on. So it was like, then he he became a thing. And of course, he would be the, he became the host of the Midnight Special. It's like, hey, baby, it's Wolfman Jack and the host of the Midnight Special. And this week, I guess, are Poco and the Silvers. And uh, he became a, he actually became an on air, a, a television personality. Silvers. Because of, uh, because of, as a result of this movie. I think you're thinking of Soul Train. Uh, no. no, the Silvers were on everything. No, the um, Well, actually, so I was aware of him before American Graffiti. Don't ask me how, but I was yeah. just, and it's like, oh, he's in this? Wait, wait, the Wolfman could be on in a movie? No, he yeah. can't do that. He's got to just be on the radio. He's not a real guy. He's, he can't, yeah. he's violating the rules. He just, can't be. <laughs> just this like they're talking about here. It's like, you know, it's like he started out, he was kind of a, right. you know, kind of a piratey kind of a broadcaster, or at least had a reputation for being one. It's like, right. oh, no, the Wolfman, he's... Yeah. Uh, and, and but, but also just watching it the way we are right now with with the sound off is that we're losing the whole context of the Wolfman essentially encapsulating this. Whole, oh, there's Bob Falfa with another girl. Yeah. Uh, of basically narrating, he essentially narrates the film in a way. It's definitely a very the thematic of <laughs> aspect of. I God, I just love Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Can you just like cut everything else other than Richard Dreyfus? Now, Richard Dreyfus, after this, he, he, of course, became famous, and he did a film called The Apprenticeship of Duty Kravitz, <laughs> written by Mordecai Richler mm-hmm. and shot in Montreal. Yeah, which very, he was... Very big thing in Montreal, and, and uh, one of my neighbors actually was an extra, either in that film or in another film. 
But when he did Duty Kravitz, although he was nominated for an Oscar for it, as I recall. Yes. um, At the time, he was convinced it was a piece of shit, which is why he said yes to Jaws, which he'd originally turned down. He thought, thought, oh, my career's over unless I book another movie right now. Uh. So that's why he booked Jaws. And then Duty Kravitz comes out and he was nominated for an Oscar. And it was like, it was like, oh, this turned out to be a pretty good year. Turned out to be a pretty good year after all. And and then Goodbye Girl, for which he won the Oscar, as I recall. Oh, yes. Wow. Which I couldn't stand. This is great. Uh, in 1973, he appeared and directed George Lucas' second feature, American Graffiti, as himself. His broadcasts tie the film together, and Dreyfus's character catches a glimpse of it. Blah, 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 blah. Lucas gave him a fraction of a point. A fraction oh, there you go. of a point. Oh, uh, wow. And the extreme financial success of American Graffiti provided him with a regular income for the <laughs> remainder of his life. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. There you go. Yeah. He was in uh, more American Graffiti, too, only in voiceover. Yep. Yeah. But he died as a young man. He died in like his mid-50s. Yeah, he died. He did 90, die 1995. Don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, and then of says. course there's yeah, he was uh, one of the aliens in the cantina scene. Oh wow, is the wolf head? <laughs> sure, right? no, that's yeah. still Tim. It's, it's well, it's oh, the, there's the Wolfman one. No, he's the bassist so, in that thing you do. Yeah, <laughs> after after the TV player goes to the army. Um, well, but that, that thing you do does like reference him, doesn't it? Yeah, that's no, no. Later, when the TV player guy leaves, is like yeah, Wolfman. <laughs> Look at that car. The bassist they replace him with is this guy. Like, can you handle our tune? It's like, bow, waka, baka, bow, bow, bow. Yeah. Yeah. I like the search. Wolfman, I like, yeah, I like the, the searchlights. The searchlights are right behind. Yeah, them. Just, yeah. To, just to liven up the scene. <laughs> no, here's how he died, though. This is amazing. Uh, even on his last broadcast, he said, "I can't wait to get home and give Lou a hug. I haven't missed her this much in years." Wolfman had been on the road promoting his new autobiography. He walked up the driveway, went in to hug his wife, and then just fell over. Died of a heart attack in Belvedere, North Carolina, July 1, 1995. Oh, that's a shame. It's a mm-hmm. thunderclap heart well, attack. Well, that is lovely. At Deep the age of you. me. Yeah, he was 57. <laughs> oh, okay. So oh, the great. age of me in a couple of years. So we have something to look forward to. Great. Yeah, I know. No. All, Trey, all we got to do is make it 60. That's, that's, that's all, all we got to do. And what happens then? We get like... <laughs> then we'll be okay. Get a cold watch. Then we get the steak knives? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> then we get the steak knives. <laughs> Keanu and Speed. You get a shitty gold watch. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Keanu. Thank you. Nail the tone. Yeah, man. Deborah Lee Scott. Yep. Suzanne Summers. Yep. Yep. Let's see. I'm trying to think Susan of- Richardson. Del Close. Del, Del Close? Is As this? Man at the Bar. Wow. Yep. If we, what, what bar is that? I don't know. Ask IMDb. Have we been to a bar yet? I don't remember. Because yeah. even I wouldn't have known Del Close, although I might spot him now. But, yep. uh I'm trying. I'm trying to think if like uh, if there's anyone if there's any cameo that we haven't already had by now like anyone famous that well, we I, haven't hit. I'm yet. looking at all the actors, but I don't know anyone. Who's, Scott Breach, John Brent, Johnny Westmiller Jr. Johnny Westmiller Jr. Oh, he is in this. Yeah. Badass yeah, number one. Yeah. Oh, he's badass number one. Okay. Yeah. He's the one who he's one of the guys who gets in a fight with uh, with Toad. Yeah. Ah, Susan okay. Richardson, Kay Lenz, Joe Spano. Kay Lenz. Joe Spano's in this. Yeah, as Vic. Vic. Hmm? Who the fuck's Vic? No idea. <laughs> we got to find out. Joe Spano. And uh, yeah. Flash Cadillac and the Continental Kids is Herbie and the Heartbeats. Yeah. Uh oh, here she comes. Captain Captain Peach Peach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Shooters. You try kissing her and she yeah. really does Boom. want to kiss you, buddy. Go uh, for it. You are so yeah. lucky she is not your mom. Toad, your life is about to change. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Only you. Yeah. Ouch, you pinched me. Uh, so great. All the jokes about like, oh no, move your move your leg. Yeah, over here. That's that. Well, this stuff. Well, this this humor actually was pretty oh, this new. Is so risque. This is so no, this is so but, hardcore. But, but the humor was was pretty new in terms of going to this length. So and then there's the people walking by. Yeah, this is not a secluded parking spot. Oh, I'm trying to remember what the hell happened. <laughs> what the hell? I uh. 
This didn't happen to me, but some friends of mine did go parking one time. Uh, yeah. They were just sort of... With like, Brian's mom? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, everyone did that. I mean, that's you don't have to go say that part. <laughs> it's but Friday, the, so but what they, are you going to do? But, you know? but as, as <laughs> tends to happen, you tend to sort of look for... Um, <laughs> like, you know, well, where's a place where we can get to in this car, but isn't a regular place where we're going to, you know, we're going to be interrupted by other people. So there's always this, you know, car kind of, wash. Yeah. Well, you, and also is secluded and secluded we're not going to be interrupted. Secluded little place in the forest. Anyway, this make lane. out point. And although yes. I, I certainly had that experience, you know, you're looking for like a place Lonely Hearts to, Avenue. Yes. You're looking for a place to do the it. The submarine races. The submarine races. I did this multiple times and many times. And the secret we, we stumbled on our little crowd was cemeteries, which was. Ooh, I did. I played that which, card. Which, which, I, which I leads to that. But a uh, friend of mine, this also cornfields for a secondhand story. But this is true. They, she was out on a date, um, and it was a double date apparently. So that's you know, where you, like there's a couple in the front seat and a couple in the back seat. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, ah. and so bench sheets. They went and uh, went and they said, oh okay, this looks like it's kind of in the woods and kind of in a park and kind of in a secluded. And then there's kind of a road, but it's, it's not really a road. Okay, fine. Oh, right now you're totally describing like the the first cold open yeah. scene in like a Criminal Minds. Exactly. Episode. There's this is either the beginning of a porn movie or a horror movie. Right. And so. Um, <laughs> It turns out it's actually more the latter. Uh, anyway, so, you know, they turn off the lights and we're there in this like, you know, road kind of thing. But clearly it's too wide a, shot. Foggy yeah. glass. Cut to they started to hear something. Um, <laughs> cut to. <laughs> I think it played in my mind anyway in the story. There's I was a told, hook on the it, door. It plays a la a horror movie is um, pull on the headlights you know, what is that? Boom, headlights, blam, headlights come on. Horses coming at oh, them at full uh, gallop. They were on a okay. bridle path. Okay. They were on a, on a bridle path. And these horses came around a bend, and there's a car where there's not supposed to be a car because it's a horse path. And horses are, like, sliding to a stop and bouncing off the hood and riders and stuff. This happened so in it, Back to the Future 3. It too. ruined the mood of the making a out bit. a little bit. Dun, 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 so here's where he makes dun. friends with the by uh, the... the yeah, what is this fella? <laughs> this is this is the the owner of the opinion. Uh, Maybe that's of Vic the of the arcade of the no. mini golf. That's not Spano. Oh, that's no. not just too Bono. old. Yeah, that's not just Spano. I have no idea who that guy is. Maybe yeah. that guy is um, Kathleen he, Quinlan. He played Alan Shepard in something. Manuel Padilla Jr. Sure, as Carlos. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's one of these two guys. Pretty sure that racist. Oh, this guy. I always love this guy, this character actor who's been this fellow. This You're going places, man. You're going places. This he's been a, in uh, things. Right so he's definitely been in other things. He, oh, he went on to do the voice of Homer Simpson. Sure he yeah, did. That's yeah, Roy Disney, that's sir. He's thinking right. of Roy that, Disney. But, you know, but what, what's nice about this also is like, you know, this is all, all the people who like in the, the small town saying, hey, we're glad to see you going to college, kid. Because at the time, not many people did. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, was a, that was a pretty new thing, too. That, that, that was the thing that it did take me a little bit to just like for it to s- switch in my brain and go, oh, that's right. This not everybody would go to college. <laughs> no, it's a very big thing. He's yeah. leaving town. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a radical thing to do because no one else ever goes anywhere. I, I'm really kind of fascinated by the current. It's starting to happen it's yeah, you guys were the first generation where no one was impressed that you went to college yeah exactly yeah and you I, didn't I, benefit at all and now we're now we're like, heading huh, into the generation it happened where people are copying to like you know not everyone needs to or even should go to college or can't afford to go to well college. it's it's not, not just anymore. that it's like oh it's terrible if you can't go to college it's, it's, like, yeah, like, it's not really mike Rowe is you know on the campaign of like we should stop telling people they need to go to college and and make it important do you need to go to college is the way to do it because you don't necessarily need to go to college I didn't go to college. Look what happened to me. Yeah. I got a podcast for you guys. 
Yeah. Well, micro is all about, you know, let's bring back the blue collar ethos because we yeah. don't have one anymore. And that's why America doesn't make anything. Apprenticeships. And, yeah. And, you know, let's let's learn to make and do things. things. And you don't necessarily have to go to college to be one of those guys. You could start making and doing things right away. Mm-hmm. So none of you guys ever uh, got married to Candy Clark. I, shame. I took a shame. I tried. Try, try, I man. would have tried, but it, I was just but you're a, just a guy. I was just a guy. If I had met her, you know, I would have tried hi candy clark um serge can i just please for the love of god spend the rest of my life with you <laughs> no just okay uh, how, about, how about a date if it, if and trey had a shot but he was talking at her like this the entire time yes, was I was, I was, you know every for day, some reason i was you put down your money you make a gamble you see what happens doesn't pay off what is that shot what is going on with this shot? yeah what is that there better be some music playing no, I the cameraman is broken oh, angle that's, that's oh, it's because the bowl it's it's steve bolander and and Cindy Lou. The cameraman just broke an ankle. I was like, that was a dolly cut, cut. down a hill. Yeah, that was a weird <laughs> angle. Yeah, you know the dolly grip trip. on that was like, like fuck, fuck, yeah, yeah, fuck, fuck. This car is the size of a piano. Slower, slower. I can't go any slower. I'm going to lose it. Run. Fuck. Yeah, so uh, Ronnie Howard. Ronnie, I can't believe he's credited as Ronnie Howard. Because mm-hmm. that's what he was at the time. I, I, yeah. I know. Yeah. I just, if you go back and watch the plays that Brian was in in elementary school, it's Bebop Finifter. <laughs> Be- Bebop? Bebop Finifter. Bebop. All right. It's so funny. And then he was Bebop Cougar Finifter for a while. Yeah, his, his manager was like, <laughs> no one's going to no one's gonna wanna, no one's gonna wanna talk no one's to talk to Finifter. No one's going to want to No one's going to want to fuck little 10-year-old Bebop Finifter. <laughs> Bebop Cougar Finifter. Now you got something. <laughs> Yeah, eventually changed his name to Brian Fire. It didn't take. It's weird. <laughs> hey, I'm I am the Europeans love me as Brian Fire. It works That's in true. Europe. Uh, a lot of people don't even realize that Brian Fire and Brian Cougar were the same, same artist. Guy. Yeah, it's true. That's because you know one true. of them had that weird soul song, and then the other was just this weird pop and lock techno number that no one liked, <laughs> except in Europe. Yeah, pop and lock. One of the third guys in, that, in the band head. that did that song "I'm Blue," da ba dee da ba da. It was Brian B about Fire Finifter, and then eventually. Uh, <laughs> Became the Brian Finifter we know and love today, who has no musical career whatsoever and is happy to forget it. Hi. Okay, Steve, this is where we talk about consent. Yeah. yeah. This is Steve, it. there's consent. Whoa, you're like really going, as you saying three times. It's like, I, and so oh. where, where, where is this going? Where is this going exactly? No. Okay, listen. Okay, that was a one no? Okay, or is that two no's? That was just now already three no's. Okay, we're at three no's. And she's just, and now she's just lying there. Where's the movie gonna go with this one? Where's it going? Where's yeah. it going? And it's like, attaboy. <laughs> well, that's what happens. Of course, the fact that he's, he's, it's not because she said no, it's because it's, now it's not fun for him. Like, well, you're not doing anything. I don't like it. I can't get a boner if you're not gonna cry enough. <laughs> I'm Richie Cunningham, and I only get off on fear sex. Fear sex, I say. Fear sex. You know, I like it when they fight back. Don't just be a starfish. Punch me in the eye. Told you never to mention that. Thank you for kicking me out of the car. I'm going to go come on that tree. Good for her. Yeah. Sunday, oh, right. Monday. There's a, there's a goat killer. That's right. The, 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 the this whole goat killer thing. He's a bloody goat kid. Yeah, it's like, it's like you're getting, now you're a weird date. That's You were fun at first, but now I don't know That's what's right. going on exactly. Well, this you. is like kind of the weird world that she hangs How out in. How do I know you're not the goat killer? Do you like, you know... You're the one who brought us here. And then well, we I'm sex. not the goat killer. So what are your calculations giving you? <laughs> and there's only two people here. So right. if I'm not the goat killer. <laughs> She's just going on and on about right. like, it's like in switching detail. body parts. And, and, I'm not, and I'm not the goat killer. Then And they both like meaningfully glance yeah. and then turn back behind oh. them. And it's just and it's back there. It's just, just fucking 
<laughs> John Lasseter is like waving slowly. Like, ah, ah, I hate the Bay Area. <laughs> so weird up here. <laughs> John Lasseter with like a goat head on <laughs> and a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt, no pants. Yeah, Rain, Rain, Rain Wilson is right there too. Like, mm. <laughs> just. <laughs> what the this hell is so weird. That? It's just yeah. Like, who's the goat killer? It's John Lasseter. Toy Story Four. As, weird, as much as this feels like, yeah, this is some weird ass scene that they added later. No, this I remember this scene quite this clearly. Was, oh, this this was has in, always yeah. been in. Here's the goat killer. We'll see what he does. I know this is so stupid. Yeah, I've been that. I've been that afraid for no reason in my life. Sure, I have. Actually, and, and been out with on a date going, this is right. the weirdest and scariest and probably best evening of my yeah, life. Your, this your is tail probably, curls up oh, to, connect, wait, I, to cover I, your genitals. I, I think and, I had one like that, too. Holy crap. Yeah. This is probably as... One where you're like, I what have, is going to go on? This yeah. is probably as good as it's ever going to get, because I'm going to be telling the story of this night for yeah. the rest of my life. I had at least one night that didn't end in the woods, where we were really freaking out for like an hour in the middle of it, where we were very sure that we were going to die. I think that happens to everyone. Or maybe it's just how Indiana is. That's why I left. <laughs> That's maybe an Indiana thing. Yeah. Wait, we, uh, we've had this conversation. Were you from Indiana? Uh, I lived uh, just north of Indianapolis for about five years. Okay. Carmel, Westville, Noblesville area, Fishers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. was, I was in the more southern regions of Indiana for a little while. Mm. You know, the more urbane. The more <laughs> urbane Bloomington, Indiana. Where we, yeah, Bloomington. Yeah. I've been to Bloomington. How far were you guys from Pawnee? Next door. I gotta say, cool. as, as day for nights go in movies, this is one of the better ones. This is. They're kind of getting bad. away with it on this one. It's just the shadows are so low. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And good cutting, Verna. Yeah. I, for the longest time, I was like, "What is she playing with?" With the fact that it's you know, it's a gear shift knob. It's not a gear shift knob. It's like a I guess I guess it is decorative. Thing. No, it's it's a piston head. Oh. Um, oh. I know car things. Yeah. <laughs> now it might be a gear shift knob that's made to look like a piston head, but. Uh, it was just like ah, yeah. gear shift knob. So I guess he's using it as a gear shift knob. You're an ogre. Yeah, you're like an ogre. It's like my father. Okay, hold up. Where's this going right now? What's happening right father now? Father Mackenzie, Mackenzie, get back on script. Okay, that, that improv was good, but a little creepy. So yeah, who's your daddy? Then. No, seriously. <laughs> he's yeah. like, are you kidding me? Get out of the car now. Yeah, now you get out of my car. You're creeping me out, twelve year old. I'm gonna. I'm so going to jail if I have spend five more minutes in the car with you. Huh. Same year as Paper Moon. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's outstanding as a twelve-year-old. That's, that's she right. Is. Also, it's, she's just freakishly precocious. And you know, and you guys have seen Paper Moon, right? Oh yeah. Okay. We did a commentary for it. Yeah, well, I then. made them. Good. I converted Ta- them to that. Uh, Tatum O'Neill, Oscar. I'm, I missed that. Right? Was I there for that? I don't think I, don't I was. Know. Paper, Paper Moon? Moon is excellent. Mm, Dorkman was on. I don't remember uh, who was on that one. Pull it up. Uh oh. Why is Why is Falfa? Oh, Falfa is now getting Falfa's all snooty. That was an interesting card. Finally, they meet. <laughs> Ooh, creepy Harrison Ford. That's He's something you don't see creepy. a lot. He's like in What Lies Beneath. Yeah, really. <laughs> put some put some Joker makeup on him there. My father, my father was a stunt driver. Went from one side of this galaxy to the other, and a fiend. Never saw anything that made him. Sorry, I'll just shut the fuck up. Uh, Paper Moon. So should he make another Indiana Jones? Uh, do we really get a say? Because if we do, I mean, I'm saying we get a say. Yeah, Brian, you were on that episode. What? Teague Brian Dorkman Trey. Paper, I have literally no idea what Paper Moon. Oh, it's the old black and white movie with Ryan O'Neill and Tatum O'Neill. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Franklin Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Don't okay. Teddy Roosevelt. He says we have to look out for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh my God, I haven't seen that in ages. It's it holds up perfectly. It's Excellent. an amazing movie. What about, Again, what about the same idea? Like it's a period piece that's now a period piece. Right. Yeah, but yeah. since it was a period piece to begin with, it holds exactly. up exactly. 
What about Last Picture Show? You guys seen that? Uh, no, we're, I'm we're, not. We're, we're wheezing them toward that one slowly. Okay. Although we've seen the Cowboys, and today we drew yeah. a brontosaurus, we're, and we're the teacher doing, liked it. They're doing really well with eating their spinach 70s movies. <laughs> Can there be a grinning, out-of-focus Harrison Ford in every shot? There is, actually. You just, just like, don't know. Yeah, no, like, just uh, anything. Serpico, whatever. But he's back there, just grinning like... <laughs> he is. It's, it's play like, so he's yeah. playing ass. Creepy serial killer Harrison Ford. And even the girl is like, dude, you stop smiling, too. Knock it off. Yeah. Creepy, creepy Scandinavian woman back does there. He have, does he have the uh, scar at this point? No, uh, this is before he was a replicant. That's well, <laughs> quote Gandalf. Woo, this is this is some nice car racing. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and it's very simple. I like it. Do you recall the beginning of uh, cinematic opus uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? I try not to. <clears throat> Opened with a similar scene. That's true. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Which, is, in all honesty, it was a good opening. Like I was like, oh yeah, I'm in. No, 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 no. No, with, with well, they're trying. They're they trying to say Indy is in the fifties now. It's all sock hobby. And they turned off and they went to Area Fifty One. It was a great movie. Until like the opening titles and the song stopped and talking started and plot ensued. Up until that point, it had a lot of potential. Now, once that little gopher popped out, I was like, I'm done. Oh, my God. You're right. It does start with a gopher. And then there's yeah. the car and then scene. There's, and there's the kids right on top. And I'm like, that's it. You guys even started wrong. Uh, Why I've, do you have a gopher? Right, the Paramount logo faded to a gopher hole. I forgot about that. Did that's we ever right. do? And he pops we, up. Yeah, we, we, we did. did. As we started with that. Yeah, that we did, we did it twice. We've yeah. done that commentary twice. You've done first one. Crystal Skull twice? Well, we did it once before we had the show just as like a test to see if we could do it. And then later when we finished the Indiana Jones series, we, we were contractually obligated to. Yeah. Turns out, uh, turns out there were no contracts, and we just fucked ourselves. Yeah, yeah. for the <laughs> same reason we accidentally did a commentary for the black hole last night. Yeah, yeah, we totally fooled, well, fooled ourselves. Did yeah. a commentary is kind of fooled ourselves into doing. It's a like black a liberal. It's like a liberal interpretation of doing a commentary. It was just more like it happened, and we didn't stop it. Hey, come on! That the you know Tony Perkins getting nailed was fun. bizarre. <laughs> and wrong. I liked it myself. Not him dying, just the movie. Yeah. Although the ending is kind of weird and hilarious. So yeah. Bo Hopkins is really he's he really nails. He this. also he also looks like he probably was in his twenties, but he looks like he's already forty five. He just yeah. oh he yeah. just does look like he's middle aged, even though he was probably an actual kid like the rest of them. Bo Hopkins, Bo Gentry. Uh, what are they going to make him do? They make him steal something? No, this is no, the, they, the actual. Oh, yeah. Bo Hopkins. Here we go. This is the actual trick. Yeah. See what that guy did. The, oh, this one. Oh, now this. I got to tell you, this was the highlight. Like in the commercials oh. and the oh, trailers, yeah. this was it. This was this, this was particular amazing. gag was it, guys. Same totally. guy. Wow. Yeah. They, would, they would air it. They would air you constantly. It. You knew it. You knew that American Graffiti was the movie that had that in it. And nothing. Nothing I'd else. Forgotten about that. Yeah. Mm. Bo Hopkins. Want to know how fucking interesting Bo Hopkins is? On Wikipedia, he has two personal life sections. <laughs> His table of contents goes career, personal life, personal life, further reading. <laughs> All right. And it really does There's have two. a man who's lived a hell of a life. I though. thought it was a typo, but no, there really is two. Who fills out the further reading section on Bo Hopkins' Wikipedia entry? Bo Hopkins. Bo Hopkins. <laughs> uh, edit history is... Uh, it's, it's, okay, it's two guys. Enough. Bo Jr. and Bo the Third. And John then, Hudgens and Bo Hopkins. Back yeah. and John Hudgens! Yeah. This is him updating the one Bo Hopkins thing over and over again. It's like, and he's a really nice guy. And what, he bought me like tacos. Blood initiation. Yeah. Like, what's happening now exactly? <laughs> little throwaway. Yeah. So this is... I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's like, regardless of... How it was, you know, it's like, yes, maybe it was saved editorially, but lots of movies get saved editorially. editorially. And they there, did a great job. There's a there's a lot of wonderful... I mean, this is not... 
you know, regardless of like, well, maybe it was bloated, maybe it didn't quite know what it wanted to be mm. about. But every piece of this movie that exists is well put together, well acted, well scripted and or improvised or whatever, you know, wherever it came from and, and well shot. And so it's like, again, there's like there's a good filmmaker at work here, one who maybe needed some reining in from from good editors to, to, to shape things with. But, uh, you know, this this Lucas kid is good. Yeah. Him and his girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, it's it's him and his wife. Mm. Yeah, she was, was ex-wife. She was a Lucas even then, but uh, unless it was real creepy, which I don't think that was the case. But but <laughs> this is you know this is just a fun, well-made movie, and it's 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 interesting that yes, even though yeah, whether it started with the thematic through line or not, the fact that they found one, however they arrived at it, it's all fair. It only matters what's on the screen at the end. When George sniffs an idea for a movie somewhere in the weeds over there, he's usually <laughs> right. Yeah, he knows there's one in there. Right. I agree there. I, I think there, you could, he needs I think, help finding it based on the fact that they already did the fucking hard work. I think that we can do a better movie about the Tuskegee Airmen and just keep the plane scenes. <laughs> yeah. Because like there's a, it's a good idea for a movie in the first place. And those plane scenes are perfect. Yeah. It's just if we change the scenes. So this this it's is all done. This is making me again, you know, just like kind of with Paul Lou when we were talking about uh, last last time he was here. You know, it's like it's it's just such a shame that Star Wars was such a big hit. Yeah. Because sure. this guy could have gone on. Had he not been saddled with weird movies. making these films, yeah. yeah. Had he not yeah. been saddled with, you know, the guy, the guy who made, again, as we said when we started, the guy, who, the guy who made THX and then American Graffiti and then Star Wars. I so want to see what that guy made would have made when next. I'm Star trying to figure Wars. out, yeah. yeah. And, but, and that was the dan- that was the thing is when Phantom Menace came out, we all thought that was going to be it, and we were so yeah. incredibly wrong. I'm trying to figure out a director, not not George, who has done shit that's that varied. But then didn't get interrupted by a movie and just kept making weird shit that was that varied. I'm trying to think of another director. Coppola. Coppola? Coppola's in there. Yeah. Ang Lee has done every <laughs> genre. Like Ang Lee, maybe, is one of those guys. But like, but more like just likable, weird movies. THX 138 and American Graffiti are a weird pair. Boom! So I'm trying to figure out other movies that have that kind of a spectrum on them. Oh, that like was, other look, Dimension 13, Dimension 13 was, was listed little, on the... Uh, a, was, little, a little cameo there. There Dimension. you go. Oh, oh, couple of movies. Dimension 13. What, um, Zemeckis, maybe. What's the last movie Zemeckis, Coppola yeah. actually directed? Uh, liar, Liar, turns out. It was weird. What? <laughs> no. Uh, I'm looking. What uh, lies beneath? Turns out he did uh, Frozen. That was Zemeckis. Um, person was Zemeckis. That's not Zemeckis. No, no, no we're not. What lies beneath was Zemeckis. Yeah, I know that. Uh, Five people are talking at once. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, this is where you go, oh, dude. Is, what's oh? This is like, I like uh, this. this. I like this. this. I like uh, this moment. Uh, th- no, this is creepy and horrifying. He knows <laughs> it's, mean, cre- it's. He knows it's creepy. It's like this is the only thing that's gonna uh, work because mo- she is not getting lost. Yeah, the, no, the movie knows ex- it's exactly what it's doing and is doing exactly that for reason. <laughs> yeah, I still, still, just. Ugh. But at least he knows. But the thing is, he knows that it's wrong, and that's the important thing. Yeah, he's, well, I, I mean, yeah, he's, he's doing it. He's well, doing it. In, in no obviously. way is this intentionally ever going to actually happen. You know, yeah, he's, yeah, right. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's doing a thing. The movie knows he's doing a thing. He knows he's doing a thing. Yeah. Yeah. My question is like, at what point would he like? Yeah. Well, because how, he's, he's how far cl- would Marty McFly go? This <laughs> is the same moment. He's clearly, like, yeah, he's clearly bluffing. So, like, Whoa. how far are you gonna take the bluff? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. to answer your question, are you still reading Bo Hopkins? Or are you no, no. Moving on? What was the last thing for Francis Ford Coppola did? Yeah. You're not gonna believe any of the words I'm about to say. All right. Twixt, <laughs> Twixt 2011. Twix, starring Val Kilmer, Elle Fanning, Joanne Witt, Wally, and Bruce Dern, and narrated by Tom Waits, was released to film festivals in late 2011, released theatrically in late 2012. It received critical acclaim in France. What did? Twix. Twix 
Twixt. 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 Twixt was Coppola's latest. Never film. heard okay. of that movie in my life. Right. And before that was Textro. Tetro, yeah. Which I've also never. Tetro, which I've also not heard Just of. Came out on video. And then before that was the Tim Roth thing. Which Youth was, Without Youth. Which was not good. I've never heard of any of these fucking I movies. I saw that. It, it wasn't good. How? Pinocchio. What? What? Oh, yeah, Pinocchio. Sure, with Martin Landau. Mm hmm. That one, yeah. Ah. Uh. Henson and Martin Landau. The Rainmaker is the last one that I've heard of that he made a movie. It was 97. Oh, The Rainmaker. That the, was the Grisham movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that was actually, and then before that was Jack with Robin Williams, which right. which was a flop. Yeah, actually, I didn't know that Francis Ford Coppola directed Jack. That's I, weird. I didn't know that either. Yeah, but I I like Jack. I think it, I think Jackson Jennifer Lopez is the teacher film. in that movie. Yeah. Really, that's how long she's been around. Wow, that Jennifer Lopez is an adult in that movie acting, and then like twenty years later she would have a pop career. Weird. Wait, what? She she started as an actress and then mm-hmm. became yeah. a pop star yeah. and then went back to acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sort of she she sort of crossed over into music by playing was Selena, right? Yeah, Selena, so yeah. Like, like and she's only forty five, so she must have been like twenty early twenties in Jack. Weird. I seem to recall that's kind of an, ad- an added scene too, the scene of uh, them in the diner. But you know what? I th- yeah, I was like going. I don't. Yeah, I I concur, Doctor. <laughs> so again, you're seeing you're seeing like again. These are a lot of nice little character vignettes, and these are added back in because like oh that's a nice little scene that they had. The one of them wandering around the 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 auto yard, the wrecking yard, is a great scene. But you can see I was like, well, that's too dark. We really can't use that scene. But the, you know, you put it in later and go, well, we had a really cool scene there. <laughs> but the um, you know, it's the kind of thing you put back in. It's the director's cut. It's like oh, oh you know, we we cut that scene for time and it wasn't necessary, but it's a nice scene and the actors are good in it. So let's put it back in. But um. Again, they're unnecessary, and they're just, they're filler. And, uh, <laughs> I have never in my life had as much hair as Bo has. I, I didn't realize you said, we got to steal you a car to get to... to yeah, I know, this hair. whole thing about... Like, is that, <laughs> I, it was always... This, I always really liked, I liked Richard Dreyfuss' character arc, and then he's like, yes, that's great. I managed to actually go into the lion's den and, and become accepted by the gang, and thank God I leave the, I leave the <laughs> state tomorrow morning. Because right. yeah. the last thing I want is to actually hang with these guys anymore. <laughs> And actually, I like that they had the extras there, basically another gang forming. Yeah, yeah. And now he's back to his car. Yeah. I think it is a Citroën. Been, it's yeah, it looks like a some kind of. A, it's not. It it's not totally actually. European. It's not a weird Volkswagen. It's not an yeah. actual Volkswagen of any kind. Yeah, it is. It is actually a European car, and I just don't remember what they're. Yeah. And that's a, see, he's a hipster, and they don't even have hipsters yet. But that's he doesn't know. But that's how hipster he is. He's inventing yeah. a whole thing. I was into things before they were cool. Before it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Before that was cool. Oh, before it was cool. There she is. Holy shit. I think, I think I've been on that street corner. I think I know exactly what street corner in Petaluma that is. Spent much time in Petaluma, have you? Well, a month ago, I spent a day in Petaluma, and Petaluma only has one street. So, Aha. Yeah. So that's funny. I, I may need to like go, through this, uh, go through this movie again and like place it. You know, I just like how, how elegantly they've taken all the strands of their different stories and weaved them just carefully yeah. and teased them apart, and they're going to bring them all back together. It's a regular Paul Haggis. No, no, no. Far <laughs> superior, I'm sorry. It's making... <laughs> yeah. this, I always love this moment where she's like... She, she knows this is a terrible idea. She's doing it because it's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, because she's pissed off at Steve. Yeah. yeah. It's like, this is not going to end well no matter what, but I'm so mad right now. You know what? I'm going to get raped and killed yeah. out of spite. <laughs> like, that's basically You ever had a night like that? <laughs> that is, yeah, that is... <laughs> that's basically her plan at the moment. Do you know how much fuck you? Girls, <laughs> am I right? I mean, they are so crazy the way they'll do that all the time. Like that. 
<laughs> yeah, just the fact that he's even like, okay, psycho. All right. I picked up a psycho. <laughs> this one's scaring me. So where's the know. other two from earlier tonight? Oh, he's yeah. done with them. Yeah. Great kid. Let's get cocky. he's like kind of horrified like what have i picked up this time exactly god's name is this high school girls man yeah i'm gonna watch fast times later (laughs) we should it should be like a like the federal government should regulate that every like 10 years there should be a movie like this movie like this so you, you have the 50s version of Kids, that's true. If we so had, fast times was like whatever that was, like nine eighty. Fast times, fast times is yeah. Fast times, I guess, is kind of in so the then, zone. So Can't like two thousand ish, there should have been one about. Days confused. And like two thousand, there should have been one about like nineteen eighty eight, ninety, something like that. Well, can't hardly wait. I think is the nineties version. I didn't see can't hardly can't wait. hardly wait. Really, yeah. that was based on a party a friend of mine had. Really? Whoa! Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, I would I would love it if you'd give me one more sentence of detail on that one. No, that's about all I can give you. <laughs> oh, that's all. <laughs> it was basically, she had a high school party, and the guy who wrote this, he went to it, and and it was a crazy night. And they it was a crazy a, night. And they wrote a he wrote a movie about he it. He confabulated further about it. But huh. Yeah, basically that was that was her party. Oh, huh. you know, Star Wars was about a poop I had once. I was inspired. <laughs> well, it was moving, and there was a and talking it, dog, and it, just, and, and it moved above the lens very slowly. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just kept bah, on. Just, just, it was, see, that's not really going across. That's actually going down. You thinking like, the is this, there can't be more of it. Oh my god, there is more. Of it. And then, How long is this going to go on? I'll tell you what. Oh my god, and there's another one. And I thought the first one it's was a bigger one. But this the, one is so much bigger. And at the very that. end, Iris out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my baby. <laughs> Hello, my <laughs> Good night, everybody. I don't know where <laughs> that came from, but we're not going to top that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so like in the 2000s, there should have been one about like the late 80s, early 90s, but I don't think there was. Well, I didn't necessarily mean like the offset of time has to be the same. Oh, Just but like, we need one every... For, okay, yeah, so, so yeah, if, if, yeah. if this was 1960, we'll say, and then Fast Times was well, 1980, we'll say, the one about 2000... But this is actually about the 70s. That's the whole thing. It was the, made in the 70s. It was made in the 70s. Right, it is right. basically... We're talking about like the, 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 the year they make a movie about is the one we need one of those for every... So oh, okay. Sure, there's one, oh, it's I a movie for roughly the culturally. We need I, a, I was hearing Brian yeah. different. I was like... Yeah, yeah, every, no, I was too. Every yeah. decade, we need everybody... It's, yeah. it's on whether it, it's yeah. the picture. He's, he's Wars, saying that at some point, everyone has to make a movie. Someone has to make a movie for every 20-year interval. So we need one for 2000. We'll need one for 2020 eventually. And I don't think we no, have. That's one not what I'm saying. What oh. I'm saying is, <laughs> well, I it, well, then I had it right the first time. No, I'm saying every decade there should be this. Just the teenagers, whether it's contemporary or not, because I don't you. think it's uh, one or the other. Uh, but whether it's contemporary or not, there is a movie about kids about to move on from high school and enter uh, the St. Elmo's Fire is a film like that. St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, yeah. Well, the one, two of that and Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, too. But Breakfast Club wasn't graduating. St. Elmo's Fire is we don't know what to do. Superbad has that going on. That's true. I guess Superbad. Those two guys are about to go Superbad is the modern equivalent because there's a kid in that one who went on to get nominated for Academy Awards twice and win one of them within a few years. And so I guess that's Superbad is the new standard of that so yeah and it wasn't McLovin I just I don't whatever who is this guy yeah, who is that guy? Creepy Toad Man. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, right, because Toad's throwing up, and they're all looking at him. I knew Man was, was sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got, got, was that <laughs> Ollie sick. Johnson back there? Who's the old dude? He's an old dude. He looks like a dog. Well, he looks that's, like old that's Barbara Bush there. I don't, he, I don't think he went on to do much because he didn't have any time. That was the David Lynch scene that he shot for this film? Mm. Yeah. Drum battle lawnmower. Ooh, he looks, that boy looks that, sick. That's right. Sick mm. as a dog, yeah. 
Uh, excuse me, I gotta go drop dead. <laughs> and you know, there was also there was also one of those the kids are about to all go to separate ways movies in the in the sixties. It was uh, Lord of the Flies. It turns out it was Lord of the Flies. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone went. Yeah. On. It was a weird decade for everyone. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Has, has there been anything like in the past five years? Uh, super bad. Super bad. Well, 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 five years. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What, what, when is Superbad? I thought well, I guess it was like 2008. But, but I guess there's been other ones like The Party, the ones like the, uh, I don't 21, 21 plus or 21 and over. Yeah. Like I'm having the big party and my friends are going to totally blow there's it also, out. Uh, there's also, remember those. there was, there was the, there was one, it came out, it came and went, uh, Take Me Home Tonight with Surfer Grace. Mm. Yeah, that came okay. away. Yeah. That was, I think that was like 1991, something like that. Was the movie it was Take doing? Take Me Home Tonight. Topher, yeah, it came it came away for a second. No, that's yeah. that's. Topher like Grace was not in a movie in. Topher Grace wasn't born in 91. No, I think that the the, but it was a period piece. It was, oh, it was, oh, it was about set, a, set oh, okay. in the period of 91. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Oh, look at the prices. Look at the prices. Oh yeah. man, I want to see gas. Don't light you. You fucking idiot! <laughs> that, Did you just throw the? <laughs> yes, yeah, throw the he match, threw the out. match out the yeah. window. Smoking a cigarette—that's no big deal. But throwing the match out to the—that's uh, a little bit that's shows little you how much. much he doesn't care, man. That's right. He's a rebel and will never ever be <laughs> any good. Jitterbug. <laughs> yeah, record. This needle, guy is needle him. scratch. Right. This guy is having such a bad night. Yeah, just, he's he Job. Did. He's fucking high school Job. He did get yeah. laid though. I mean, come on. I think that's Johnny Four Weissmuller well, uh, Junior. Yeah, we believe okay. he did. This is probably Johnny Weissmuller Junior. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's Gary Oldman. No, oh, nope. Yeah, that is. Yeah, and that's Joe Spano. Ha ha. That's no. not Scott Con. That's not Joe Spano. <laughs> oh come on. That's not Vic. Roll with it for a second. It could be Joe Spano. You don't know. Roll that's with it. It's Joe Spano. Roll me away, sir. I'm gonna keep doing these Bob Seger jokes. <laughs> There's a goofy. There's a goofy. This, uh, this, and then Milner to save the day. All oh, right, he saves Toad. That's right. With, this, with this a great like U-turn. The, I uh, love that U-turn. That yeah, U-turn was great. It's like perfect. And look at him run. He's, he's got, like, I'm gonna he's hit him. Right Tom Cruise run. Boom. But that that like camera <laughs> he joining. He runs up. He this, punches Candy Clark and he leaves again. Just goes back to the car. Oh, I guess we know who the good guy is. Biff, the one in white. Yes, perhaps. As opposed to the one in black. So we yeah. can... Uh, <laughs> Happy to be in America. <laughs> Come on. Come on, I'm Paul and Matt, man. Hey, go be a punk somewhere else, will you? Yeah. 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 So there. Mm, there. Look what you did this little pansy boy, huh? His pink shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do love that Fuck line. Fuck this kid. Gets in a punch, leaves again. I want to I want to use that line at some point. Or, <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'll be dead soon. That'll be fine. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be over. It'll yeah. be over there. Yeah. Oh, man. And then Paul that Matt, actually is a really good smart. Paul taking it well. He's like, and meanwhile, who are you exactly? I, you know, oh, that is a good smart answer. I'll everybody. be dead soon. That'll be okay. All right, let's see who this is. Now this scene of him in the diner, I remember. Of. Now who's the girl on the right? She it's looks E.T. Yeah, E.T. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and and Barbara Bush again, actually yeah, yeah. with a, with a wig. <laughs> Barbara Bush had a very interesting couple of years. <laughs> It, this reminds me of high school. It really yeah. does. Well, it's just oh, like everyone's being because that's, dumbass. that's the setting. But I know it's great. I love the fact that there's like, oh, there's two girls. Like we have information. Let's go in and fuck with him. With I it. know exactly. that would be so awesome. So Trey, where's your girlfriend? We know where you're going. Yeah. She's with a guy. Do you know? Just tell me where she is. Do you is. know who the guy she's with is? Yeah. Who is it? We know who she's with. Yeah. Yeah. Who is she with? She's Dolph Lundgren. She's being, Dolph Lundgren. I'm going to yeah. go get him. She's being finger popped by Dolph Lundgren <laughs> and Satan right this Dude, minute. Dude, if you uh-huh. have not been finger blasted by Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> you, you have not shot lightning out of your toes, <laughs> you sir. Don't, you don't really know the meaning of the term, quite frankly. <laughs> I like how Steve's like, 
Get out. Just go. Just, just, go. Just, just out of my car. Out Dolph my- Lundgren has invented some shit with an Estes rocket you would not believe. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> to the moon, Alice. <laughs> and I ejaculated my central nervous system. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get on the roof at the church? You don't get it. Yeah. Ew. Candy Clark is down. Yeah, you're Candy right. Clark she's is totally down. So great. And I love her. Her hair's messed up. She's got a wig on like she's a founding father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's representing Delaware or something right yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> Aaron Burr. She, she's a barrister. Yeah. A, she has very nice legs, though. Well, that's, a, a, that's a nice yeah. shot. Bow. I like how she just says, How am I going to get home? She keeps it that simple as opposed to, like, I'm pissed at you. I'm like, come on. Yeah, she's like, pragmatic, man. Yeah. She's, she, you know. she's at least, like, straightforward about it. She's like, got one problem, and that is, listen, I'm booze? not, I don't live anywhere near here. Yeah, this is gnarly. Yeah, the fact that she'll just There's immediately, like, again. well, see you later. I got to go get somebody with a car. There's the cigarettes again. God, that's fucking cool. It's weird. I don't have anything that's small enough. I could carry Altoids that way. That is like the one that thing we really lost with. His Vespa's still Smoking there. Cool Take king. the Vespa, it's like, man. It's a cool prop for everything. It is. It's just you just fucking look cool. Is that a purse or a hat box? It's a very small That's hat. It's like one of those like New Orleans top hats that you wear at Mardi Gras. Just a little bitty thing that hits off to the one side of your head. Eventually gets knocked off by beads. You don't care because at that point you're drunk. It's a weird night. I had a small hat once. Now all I have is beads. <laughs> I like how she's she's basically retelling the whole story of what's happened tonight. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Chewbacca. <laughs> oh, Thank God nothing. Good. Thank, but, and this is her way of saying she really appreciated yeah. the whole thing, but she's told us the whole film at the same time. Yeah, thank thank God nothing in this one take monologue was wasn't subsequently cut out of whatever right. everything yeah, we saw him do. <laughs> and then we you know and then we danced the jitterbug. We Wait, what's that? And we freed all the animals at the zoo. What and then we part where she talks about the jitterbug and freeing the animals. Of the zoo. Punched was she just drunk at that point? Strapped the mall Santa for cash and beat up his friends. Remember? <laughs> 20 minutes ago. You don't remember that part? <laughs> we went to the Elvis Presley really? concert and we watched uh, This American Life. And you got up on stage and danced with Elvis? Yeah, we met the president. <laughs> went to, And then the Beatles came by? The World's Fair and I got to meet Pele. <laughs> I don't know what year this is. All of Abraham Lincoln was there and he said hi. And then there was he the, sang us the Big Boppers tunes. The until volcano got, erupted and we were just... You don't right around the time the beginning of life happened and eventually we got to see Freddie Got Fingered. It was a great night. <laughs> You didn't remember? And then we foiled the communist plot? You don't remember that part? And you got put on world. all the new money. <laughs> and save the world. I like how it just spiraled into this weird, insane, <laughs> misanthropic timeline jumble. It's like we just pitched Bill and Ted's weirdo third one. That's interesting lighting for that. Uh... <laughs> well, that's the intent at night. Well, so planes the... don't hit it. Yeah. You mean, no, but you mean like actually shining the, no, the spotlights light. up on it? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I've told this story before. It's not really much of a story when I tell it. My dad tells it interestingly, but my dad was a radio DJ for a while. And at one point uh, in the 70s, I guess, would have been 75, 78, something like that. He uh, put on like the long cut of Inigata Vita on a <laughs> dare and went out and climbed the antenna to the top and came back down. He was a hundred foot antenna or something like that. They're on a hill, so it didn't have to be huge, but it was a hundred feet tall or whatever. And it's just held with like four different guide wires. Comes back down and you know, Inagata Vita still has five minutes left in it. Now this was the, f- oh yeah, go ahead. And uh, the next day he just like sort of brings it up to his manager, not in like a ask permission, ask forgiveness sort of way, just more like he, he just wants to float the question. So what would happen if you were to climb that antenna out there? And the guy was like, well, I mean, every other line on that tower is wired for electricity and it would blow you off and you'd probably have a heart attack and die on the fall. And my dad was like, oh, probably should have never climbed that and just left like, oh, shit. I think, <laughs> Good to know. I think this was the first time we saw Wolfman Jack. Yeah. We'd never seen him before. He was only a voice. Didn't they earlier in the movie say that he was black, though? 
Yeah, they, they said, they "Isn't he black?" Yeah. yeah. No. So this is the first no one knew. time. Yeah. No one knew what he looked like, and this is the Looks first like time. Louis Guzman turns Te- out. Technically, they asked, "Isn't he a Negro?" Uh, yeah. Was yeah. the actor? Wolfman Jack got that thick old voice. Which I do believe is the closest thing we come to having a black person. You sound like a mother. Catch me. I've got to call my lawyer. Ah, fuck my lawyer. In the remake that I'm making of American Graffiti right now, yeah. Harvey Fierstein plays Wolfman Yeah, Jack. yeah, it works. He's like super cool, but he's also got like catty wisdom and he'll help you with your makeup and shit. He's wonderful. I like how he hides the fact that he's the wolf fan. It's like, nah, he's another guy. Nah, I'm not, I don't know him. I, no, I know I, I sound like him, but that's just because I'm a sycophant. It's I, weird. I'm the narrator. I'm God. You don't get to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> Meaningful <laughs> yeah, glance right. into camera, hold frame credits. Pay no, pay no attention Wink. to the man behind the curtain. Iris out. Nobody now, sees like the, the wizard. That, I like the fact that this is Wolfman Jack, but he's prepared for people walking in, <laughs> yeah. and he's got a version. He's got a he's got a post of him on tape, just yeah. going like, "Hey, and here's so and it's the Shangri La's coming right up," mm. and it just plays it. It's like, "Sorry, no, he's not here. How can I help you?" Like, I I do a podcast. I don't have a version of me just sort of queued up <laughs> on a soundboard just in case for plausible deniability. Sure. Jimmy Carter's here. Oh, I've got to play my my talkie thing. And go talk to Jimmy Carter because I have a talkie thing. And Jimmy Carter's here. Whatever. That was a weird example, but you get the idea. It's weird to have a soundboard like that. (laughs) Why Jimmy Carter? (laughs) Because he's a president, and I don't care what the man's policies were. I'm a respectful person. Yeah, decent policies. Yeah, good good policies. policies. See what happens when you talk, Mike? You see what happens? (laughs) (laughs) People just start to come around. (laughs) (laughs) I wish Jimmy Carter were here right now. Uh, uh, yeah. Good president, bad campaigner. Yeah. Good president, bad politician. Good, yeah. bad. Not good so much good for the government. Not a great architect. Uh, yeah. it turns out he wasn't very good at lawn darts at all. Um, just other things that I don't know about Jimmy Carter, but I can invent and reasonably lawn feel certain darts. that you're not going to know if I'm right or not. Uh, couldn't make toast for a dam. Yeah, and that was that was truly his downfall. Great nuclear engineer. Turns out, yeah, yeah, yeah. excellent at weird covariant tensor calculus. <laughs> what? Bad at chess. Yeah, bad at chess. Turns out, make really good screen printed shirts, and it bruises on beer. It's <laughs> deathly afraid of monkeys. Young Richard Dreyfus is going. I'm doing a scene with Wolfman Jack. That's kind of odd and interesting. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't know. He doesn't know yet. No, young yeah. Richard Dreyfus, not young yeah. Kurt. Oh. Oh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's like, and and then in Fast Times, uh, Matthew McConaughey did a whole thing with like Rick Dees. No, not really. <laughs> now, now it would be great if going back to like. The government should regulate that we have one of these every 10 years kind of thing. <laughs> what would be great in this like grand plan that I'm now inventing 50 years too Your late. Your utopia is weird. <laughs> I have a very specific a Hawaiian punch in, in the water fountains. They make a movie every 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I want the letter M stricken from the English language. <laughs> <laughs> no more birds. I said it. I said it. Banished from my there sight. There you go. See. Yeah. And that's yeah, the yeah. one I thing. Rock and roll yourself to death. Oh, messy. It's like, uh, it's like he went to Sinai, saw God, didn't realize it was like talking yeah. to a guy, and then he sees, oh, it's God. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, but like he, he's like, oh, cool. Okay. And, yeah, and that's it. Your utopia, though. Yes. Uh, in where they make one of these every 10 years, it would be great if like, you know, at least one character did the cameo and, you know, had a scene in every subsequent movie. So like Richard <laughs> Dreyfuss <laughs> now, 10 years later. Comes back has and has a, a scene fast with the times, Fast Times right. guys. Just yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. Oh, there's, that the torch gets passed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. This I, is this ongoing tapestry my, of My personal, you know, bitter old... And Matthew old, McConaughey has a moment super bad. There you go. Yeah, well, yeah, I exactly. hope so. My personal bitter old man version is like, I'm hoping the next version of these is is all done with YouTube personalities that 20 years later everyone goes, hey, you ever see that movie so-and-so? Notice how nobody in it went on to do anything of any value whatsoever for the rest of their lives? Well, that, yeah. do- that dog worked again. Yeah, that movie. Uh, wow. He, you know, in a way, 
way the coming of age movie kind of got usurped by friends when you think about it oh that's where a lot of that energy yeah was you're there. right you're just right. like the house from omega man well yeah. friend well, 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 just tie it all together but, i mean cheers was <laughs> friends before friends <laughs> but cheers no, but but cheers was adults we're talking yeah. about oh sure so the younger like the yeah, younger, younger, younger yeah. kids okay yeah. it wasn't about that what am i going to be when i grow right, up right sure I see like, i'm growing up like yeah yeah what am i going to do now yeah okay all right yeah and then friends ended and we had five years and then super bad and then she, so I that mean, was five years ago. We need one now. What's going on I right mean, now? I mean, I'm sure there's other things going on now, but YouTube I'm just saying. Channel. We just energy. don't know about yeah. the movies. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. There's a movie that's out that's exactly this that we're all like, well, actually, I, I've never heard of that in my life. There's a movie coming out called Project Almanac, which is about kids again, only they like have a time travel thing. It's coming out. Kind of oh, it's the too. found footage time travel movie. Yeah. Another one? Oh, okay. No, no, that's what oh, you're talking about. I've heard of that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, it's what it's Project Almanac. It's what you're talking about, yeah. but it's found footage. Oh, I didn't realize it was found footage. Yeah. You can phone. I'm, oh, I forgot he, about yeah. using the the names, the the words, and the the ITC codes okay. in the yeah. phone number. Can can somebody Zodiac. explain how that actually worked? What? Yeah. It's just the it's just the first two. It's it's the letters it's are numbers. First two or three, yeah. The, the, two, the, the, yeah right. A word that reminds like like uh, Kodiak would remind you of KDK or something like that. No, K O Pennsylvania six five thousand. So that'd be P E six five thousand. Sure. Oh. So it's just like a mnemonic thing. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's yeah, and different neighborhoods in New York would have them. You don't think people could remember seven whole numbers, right? So you just, you know, <laughs> so you have Except a, for Tommy Two Tones. A, wor- a word and four, a word and five numbers is all we can handle. That's right. Well, I mean, you joke, but like that's actually how our brains work is we can't <laughs> yeah. remember as in one chunk. That's weird because like I, I don't know if it's just a superpower or I'm weird or everyone else can do this too. But like the second I get a driver's license, I can remember that number. Uh, I, I, is, I got a new debit card and the next day I had it memorized without trying. Like when numbers are important to me, I have no problem just remembering them. Like I can tell you my last two credit cards that have both since been cut up because they were I couldn't oh, wow. use them anymore. I can do I can do my driver's license but not credit cards. Well, Milner's got this one walking away, doesn't he? Look at him go. Oh, and and there goes uh my uh my friend Ryan uh who's Whoa, the, I need a uh, hero. Uh who's the air traffic controller has has said that since, you know, training and now doing that job for many years, uh he's You work it up like a muscle? Yeah, like he's actually very good at remembering. He has to remember like numbers. yeah, you know SWA fourteen oh five, and he did hear it, like and just have that in the back of his head as he's talking to someone else and come right back to yeah, that. Yeah, and then thinking about the next three that yeah. are coming yeah. up, yeah. Which, is, which is a great skill until that one time you get it wrong and everyone dies. Right. right. So, so THX one one three eight rise. Essentially, the, uh, the the as far as the prefix thing, it's like you know so many times in uh, in TV and you know, ancient, you might have heard it's always like Klondike Klondike five. You sure. Know, Klondike. Yeah. Well, yeah. that of course is if you transpose that, that of course is our old friend five five five. 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 Right. Uh, even Klondike even five. back then, there was no such thing as five five five. Oh, you call it Klondike five six four zero nine. Oh, this is a great scene. Yeah, here. This, I mean, this whole relationship between two of them is just great. Boom! Ooh, that's and they were gonna, gonna die. Hurt. Yep. I hope Chewie made it out of there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't leave Chewie in the car, please. Don't. Yeah, and so the obvious, you know, inversion there of the idea of oh yeah, Ronnie's getting. Come on, we worked so hard to get out. And by the end, he's like, no, I'm not going to go. Yeah. But and Richard Dreyfus is the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Stay here with this piece of gas for the rest of my life. <laughs> I got to quit town because apparently I've joined a gang. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> Did you know that I own a bar now? I Yeah, I inherited a bar. Is it still yesterday? Do we call it yesterday or today? I don't remember what we call it. But for one reason or another, I own a bowling alley, a bar, two horses, and that small man. <laughs> <laughs> I own that guy. I don't know how, even know how that happened. <laughs> just, wait, just, cut to Will, just cut to William, like put his hands in his pockets like, hi. Cut back. 
Yeah, I own it, man. Just is it is there an inference as to like what the crash is, or is it just a random? Just you know, just everyone, he, he lost everyone crashes eventually. He lost control, so yeah. and he just Cindy Williams just, reaches over and grabs the wheel, and uh, I want to end it all now. <laughs> I've been waiting all night for you to rape and kill me. It just <laughs> yeah. doesn't happen, man. Just, oh, worst day ever. You know, the guy from The Untouchables, whose name, again, I just whatever his name Josh is. Anthony Martin Michael Smith. Hall. Yeah. Josh Martin Smith. Also sure. in Starman. Big role in Starman. He looks a lot like George Lucas. Like, when you see, like, the high He might be the George Lucas looks, archetype of this movie. He looks a lot like him. Who's this? He's one, well, he, he's one of the George Toad. Lucas. Toad. Toad. He's, one, looks of the, like he's one of the George Lucas Oh, yeah. Or maybe it's just sure. the glasses and the coloring. Well, but, but even Paul, uh, they're all, all those Well, we guys. said that at the beginning. I mean, I, I was I correcting myself. Yes. So, it's like, yes, he, he's, he's the nerdy, can't get a girl George, George Lucas, Lucas yeah, sure. who later would go. But if you make the biggest movie of all time, you can get Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> so, you know, that's a beautiful so thing. So, he, he's he's the nerdy can't get a girl, George Lucas, and then all of the other characters are George Lucas's fantasy about the person he could have been. Very Mary right. If he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. If I had a really bitchin' car, I could get Linda Ronstadt. Well, for bitchin' car, how about biggest movie of all time? Sure, that works. All yeah, right. Uh, and enough. so you shall have. And that gets to date an undead vampire, George Lucas, and... <laughs> Look at that steering wheel. That's such a great car. Look at that thing. What is it? If you got into a crash in that car at two miles an hour, you would be impaled by that steering wheel. Yeah. It's uh, it's literally like a bus steering wheel yeah. just in a small car. It's I, there to fuck up your solar plexus. I like that he's had to wait by the pay phone for her to call. He's at yeah. a pay phone. Just call my cell. <laughs> just, just, he, has to get, he has to get Wolfman Jack to broadcast on the radio. <laughs> And hope that she hears it. Right. I was, by the way, and this morning so positive that she's going to be like, you're my cousin. I see you at the family yeah, room every four say, years. Or I was like waving that. to you because like, didn't you know who I was? Right. I'm your sister. <laughs> ah! Your sister, Alice. <laughs> I saw you this morning. Oh. We, it's getting to the point right. where we probably need to find like some sort of an external caregiving facility for I, you. Okay. Uh, is that? Oh, so, so when you guys keep talking about college, that's what you're actually talking about. You're talking about Sending going away, away to college. college. Where you're gonna just wear a bathroom and look at the middle distance. You actually live the home for the bewildered. Shuffle around. Someone's like talking about like the inheritance, but you don't know the answer. You can't okay. remember. And your wife died a long time ago, but you still think she's just out getting groceries right now. And that's, I'm your sister. Your sister, Alice. <laughs> okay. I'm not the most beautiful person okay. in the world. And you've made your point. I get it. I get it. I get it. Let it go. Okay. Wait, do we see, get to see the parents for the first time? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. This world. Wah, wah, yeah, wah, this wah, non-existent wah. world of parents. That's right. Yeah, we never saw. You guys haven't had a wildly irresponsible night, have you? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't come home at all last Yeah, that's night. right. This so. is like, you've, you've only been, this, this I, my, my, I have to say, my, my last night in town before leaving for college, I don't, there was no sleeping involved. I, I didn't, no. I got in just in time the next morning. Son, to a, a greasy Italian man came airport. by earlier and gave me the keys to the bar. <laughs> yeah. What, what bar do we own now? Yeah. <laughs> Why do I have these receipts for O'Hannigan's? Yeah. Yeah. He's he, got to hurry. He still has to go through security. Uh, uh, good, luck, good luck on that one. Yeah, you know this is reminding me of like the night I graduated in Florida and wound up driving all around Fort Lauderdale and and Hollywood, trying to find people. I mean, it's like different people in different just cars just trying to find to do. people. No, we we're just trying to find each other because we all got lost and misdirected. We all wind oh, up wow. finding each other like on the jetties out on on Fort Lauderdale Beach. But it was the same way. We had no phones. There was no way to get in touch. So you're just, just like playing Marco Polo with fate. Basically, yes. <laughs> Jesus, dude, they're starting up the engine. It's way late to get that wing is full of fuel. Thing. Yeah, that's, that's not safe at all. Did it say Bicont? Kurt. Kurt. His name is Kurt. His name. Kerning is important, you guys. Yes. Font spacing. Critical. I like, I like how Toad still has his broken lens. Just magic the, carpet airlines. Like the whole family like gaily <laughs> waves. <laughs> On a magic carpet, right? 
And here, oh, oh wow, we see him in the, in the uh, yeah, we get the final shot of the T bird plane. Oh, that's right. Oh, damn it. I missed a perfect third Bob Seeker joke. You were talking about, I could have said it was one of those Hollywood nights, right, Serge? Yeah. Ooh. Fuck, that would have been perfect. That would have been a great three. It was one of those Hollywood nights. Of, oh, yeah, that would have been the strong. I'm sorry, guys. There you are. Good possible callback ending tagline. <clears throat> Here's the Thunderbird. What does it all mean? I will look out at the he sky. He flies off into the sky with the cameos appearing in the sky. <laughs> Cameo. And then, like, the earth starts breaking apart, and it's the Langoliers! Shit! Open, open right with the, with the, with the, what? Downer boom. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. It's a hard one to open Snap. on. And I like, oh, Jesus, I like doing like, the weird, like, mental gymnastics to try to figure out, like, how what they did in the movie clearly begat them these futures. Yeah. Like, ah, see, that's why, because he had a good night that night. He got laid and his, tried to hotwire a car that he got killed. In Saigon. Now, now here, Kurt Henderson <laughs> is a right. Canada. Is living. In, why was he living in Canada? I could. I could. I get. Because I'll of the Canadian California bank from the beginning of the, the movie. No. No. Oh. Why? <laughs> what was going on at the time? Yeah. Why would he have gone? Why to Why would he have gone to Canada? Vietnam. He was a draft dodger. Yes, exactly. He was a draft dodger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he didn't I want see. to fight. Didn't want to end up like Toad. So hey, that fake guy's a piece of shit. Hey. <laughs> That guy. So, there it so, is, man at bar. So, guy, so now I have close. to I yeah. watch this again to look for where Dale Close is because I didn't notice the bar that he Al Nalbandian is Hank. Sure. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like it's weird because like you guys Mr. can see Kroot. you guys can see the Who's names. Joe Spano. He's Vic Dog. Vic. And Who's that's Vic? her dance and Falfus girl, yeah. And there it is. Blonde and Herbie and the Heartbeats played by Frank Flash Cadillac, Cadillac and the Continental Kids. Flash Guy. Flash, sorry. Captain Geech of the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Key grip was Ken Phelps. Gary Leach. So great that he's still working tony basil choreographer tony basil oh mickey just a fan we are slowly becoming mystery science theater where it's just like uh hardwood flooring (laughs) chuck steak Uh, you do remember tony basil right oh yeah sure okay just checking she was a cheerleader before she did mickey and then later went on easy writer oh so they recorded stuff for the film yeah that makes sense yeah yeah covers and then these yeah so there were this this would have cost a lot of money (laughs) to put on on dvd let me tell you much less online you worked in music licensing didn't you i did this movie was one of the things they were talking about when george was trying to shop it around every single studio was like you want to do this entire diegetic thing where it's just nothing but pop songs that are all thirty thousand dollars a piece (laughs) you're insane yeah and uh the movie cost a million to make but the post (laughs) yeah they paid the actors two dollars so you do the math yeah, I, I don't know. I've never looked into that, but I'm, I mean, look, everything, it's wall-to-wall period music. Now, back then, what they would have done is they would have just done a theatrical license and a uh, non-theatrical, which means, you know, churches, ships, that kind of thing. So when video came along, my, they would have had to renegotiate it. This is why it didn't come out for a while. So they had to renegotiate those licenses. And then to go online, they had to renegotiate them yet again. Does shit generally get more expensive or less expensive as time goes on? I guess if it's an old hit it, song, it, it gets more expensive. It's demand. It's demand. So, you know, you know, Chapel of Love is probably getting more expensive. Well, that song you don't remember is probably yeah. pretty cheap. Chapel of Love is also complicated because it's a Phil Spector song and he's in jail and he wants yeah. all the money he can get. Yeah. So I want to ask you questions about this for a long time, yeah. but I'll stop. Sorry. Bad, 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 we'll to bone, bad to the Bone just keeps getting more expensive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> everyone just wants that. And that one. first hit was uh, Call Me Again by Brian Fire Finifter. Yeah. So I like that this was movie. My best. <laughs> <laughs> Never got any better than that. Never got better he than that. You weren't a genius, Katie. I was the genius. <laughs> <laughs> that's when he peaked. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a shame. It's weird. And then he did the weird just country song and tried to sell sausage for five years, but no one wanted to buy it because he was the guy from the TV. Whatever. So I like this movie just fine. Is it starting over? 
Ah! <laughs> it's starting over again. Just no menu. Just right back to the beginning. It just right. keeps on going and going. So, uh, uh, but I, so, so it's actually a metaphor Teague, Teague. for yes. purgatory. Oh, no. Mm. Everything's a metaphor for purgatory. What'd you think, Teague? I liked it. And uh, I want the soundtrack badly. Yeah. Uh, get that soundtrack. Oh, that's yeah. sold like hotcakes. Yeah, we've all owned it. I'm oh, sure. It's there was not only was there American Graffiti, there was more American Graffiti soundtrack. Yeah. Which is just more. So, it was just more from that soundtrack. It was, yeah, and it was like, like, like a double album and another double album. More American Graffiti went more into what you think of as the 60s and got you know sort of the more let you know the Jefferson Airplane. Cat kind of stuff. Oh, no, no, I, no. I'm, what I'm saying is the first American Graffiti film actually had two albums that came yeah, out. Yeah, was really? Of, yeah, it was plenty of songs to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then, that one sold like hotcakes, and there's more songs. So here you go. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, and it's this is the sort of movie that there's not much to really say about it in commentary except, oh yeah, this is great. But it's delightful to watch, and I will watch this one again. I think, like in terms of movies, like old movies that we've done for the show, there's not a, there's not many of them that I want to see them more and more. I want to watch The Sting more. I want to watch The Cowboys more. I want to watch this more. This goes on the shelf where it's like, that's a watchable fucking movie that I'm going to be revisiting in the future. As opposed to like Omega Man, which is like, no, I think I got it. I'm good. Like, I don't have any particular interest to go back to that one, but this one was delightful and revisitable for me. Mostly just because, like I said, it's, and the Smithsonian added it for cultural significance because like eventually they were like, yeah, fine, that was the 60s. We'll just take your version of the 60s as the textbook. Uh, And for that reason, it's, you know, this is the, the thing that begat all the other things about how great 1958 to 1962 was. Um, and yeah, way to go, George Lucas. Really fucking way to go, George Lucas. And, you know, I love Star Wars and I like Empire and Jedi is fine. And then like you could have made other movies and that's a shame, man. And then Indy, like he was a guiding light on Indy and then he just went off and made a bunch of technology companies and great work. But, you know, you could have been making these weirdo and he always talked about the fact that to go he, back. he was going to, uh, when I'm done with Star Wars, I'm going to go and just make these weird little movies the rest of my life and nobody's going <laughs> to tell me otherwise. Yeah, and it's weird because and like, they're like, okay, George, go do it. Most people on earth, when they talk about the wild out of their ass flight of fancy thing they're going to do in the future, it's not going to happen. But when George Lucas does it yeah. every time, you can completely do he that. He does it every time and it works out great. And then he just never went out and fucking made it. You movies. literally don't have to worry about if anyone yeah. likes it. Yeah. You can just do it. Nobody has to show up Could and you'll like, still yeah. find. Well, let, let me ask George the, Lucas's demolition man. You don't know. Yeah. Let me ask the question then. I mean, I know it's come up in these conversations that I've had. How much is it George Lucas? And how much is it other people around him like Verna Fields sure, or yeah. Marshall Lucas? Hey, but hey, at least having the instincts to get the ball rolling down the right side of a hill. I mean, that's still yeah. a, it's a great commodity that doesn't exist as much as it should. Right. People. Yeah. I mean, even people like J.J. Abrams, I don't like every movie he does, but they always end up being something close to a movie that I would like just because I think of his whatever the stuff that he's interested in and makes projects about is generally in the field of things that I like. And, you know, whether or not he directs them to the point where I think they're perfect. Besides, it's like, I like I keep liking J.J. movies. I keep liking George movies. I love Indiana Jones. He just produced it and had the ideas, you know, whatever. But uh, no, got all sidetracked with Lucasfilm and Skywalker Sound and THX and um, 25 years later, thought he could still write and couldn't. And then he gave $4 billion to the world and sold us a seventh Star Wars movie. So thanks, man. Whatever. Yep. Brian. Yeah. Um, I found this delightful. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think I could see myself coming back to it at some point. Um, Years oh, from now. Not like soon. But like I'd come back to it and watch it. Like, oh, that was a good movie. I want to watch that again. Yeah. Like I could see myself like years down the road going, oh, I haven't seen that in a while. I'll pop it on while I do something else. And just like uh, tuning in for, for certain uh, scenes and sequences where like yeah, I just... There's great performances, or the, the the scene itself is really great, because uh, there there are, like I said at the beginning, it's you know it's in and out for me in terms of like whether it's really grabbing me or if it's just kind of stretching on and I can't really lock into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the parts where that you know do click for me and which are mostly you know just 
having one of these guys just being really compelling to watch like uh, Richard Dreyfus. Um, and then they dragged his body. It's really yeah, great. Dragged his body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Go, George. Serge? I still love this film. I think it's a really, for me, it's a really great film. It's very nuanced in terms of its uh, acting. I love the cinematography. It feels fresh. Yeah. It's all, I mean, it's been, uh, let's do the math. It's been 40, it's been yeah, 40, 40 years, years, 42 years. And this <laughs> thing feels like wow. it was made yesterday. That's how well it was made. The team, however, being George Lucas and Gary Marsha and, and Marsha and, and those guys and everyone, Haskell Wexler and everyone he brought in his buddies. And, and of course, Coppola, I mean, obviously. Yeah. And Mirish doing there. sound. Bill I mean, Clinton. wow, this is like the A-team before they were all the A-team. You yeah. Know? And, Mr. And, T and, and it's just, and it's just a, such a well realized through everything and how yeah. they came story and i like everyone world whole thing the world yeah. and it's great and also it i'm you know i'm not much into teen movies anymore but obviously this this speaks to me more now when right. i thought i was 12 and then you know i graduated from high school so i can but i can i can i can still reach back and go like oh that's right that's what it felt like that's the trick about these teen movies about we don't see these movies anymore is that it has to be a movie about kids but made for adults a movie that's for adults, but it's about their respective kid experience. So people that are like these days kids, no one's making movies for adults about these days kids because the adults don't give a shit, but they give a shit about the kids from 15 or 20 years ago when they were a kid. That's how these movies end up happening. It's when the 30 or 40 year old guy makes a movie about when he went to high school. That's when we get the movies like this. Huh. So Sorry. then the question would be who's making the films about themselves as a kid in the late 90s, early aughts? <laughs> yeah, really. So that's the thing. It's like, well, the problem with that is uh, you kind of run smack into uh, 9-11 when you're, you're dealing with that era. Are you going to do a 9-11 was the turning point coming of age? Yes. We're all, tomorrow morning, we're all going to the World Trade Center. You know, so what, what, right. it's like, right. and the 90s what the hell were, movie is that we're doing? Yeah. And the 90s were a weird time. I mean, I, you know, I yeah, wouldn't I, think of any I, story I'd want to set in the have, 90s. I don't right have right. a hook for the 90s to, yeah. to yeah. kind of I don't pitch. Know. You know, if you said, Sarah, set a movie in the 90s, I'd be like, what happened in the 90s? Can't help you. Internet. It's, the, right. it's called Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, I was going to say, that's exactly yeah. where I was going. Like, the only thing I think of is well, called Monica. It's wide, it's like wide-tracked Trajan font Monica. And but that's, that, and that's, that's actually, late 90s. But that's actually what really changed in the 90s was the internet. As before, there was no way to communicate that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The internet was completely a, a departure. So for anyone out there in... In podcast land, I mean, it definitely, life definitely was different beforehand, including like no cell phones and just the way we communicated and shared our stories. Now, we share lots of our stories on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, the little quips and everything, which we were never able to do before. Right. And maybe in a way that takes some of that starts telling our stories opposed to in the form that we know, which is movies that we right. go to or see. And also, you, can't, you yeah. can't be nostalgic for something that's immediately always available just by Googling it. Right. It's I like, hey, remember that? Yeah. Here's a, here's a picture of it in the wiki. What were you like when you were 13? Here's a video well, of it. Pull it up, yeah. Yeah, it's like you can't like, oh, God, remember when cars used to look like that? Yeah, here, here's pictures of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in a way, we can't even be nostalgic about the 80s. Yeah, yeah. it's about this when nostalgia stops is the 80s. And uh, as as some article I read years ago was like, you know, yeah, what's it's a weird thing that, uh, you know, kids growing up in this age, it's like... The concept of like not being able to get rid of someone. That's the part, that's the one that really freaks me out. It's like, what kind of world? I don't want to raise children in a world where they can't ditch somebody. Right. Yeah. It's like, I just. What do you, you do? Go Guess home. what? Oh, okay. You're a person I never want to have any further contact with. You, right. you can't do that anymore. And not only can you do that, but if you try, you're, you're the bad person. But like, I don't ever want to have any further contact with you. Right. I'd like to have my own space back. 
Well, you're concerned. You're terrible. You're mean. You're antisocial. Well, yeah, you have to. Be no, every- I clicked a button on a website. It's the most meaningless thing possible. Well, you have to be everyone's quote unquote friend. Yeah, or just acquaintance. like yeah, which yeah. you know, it's like no, this is none of this is defines what a friendship is. I haven't liked anybody in ten years. Easy. Yeah, but I've got lots of Facebook friends, which doesn't mean anything. But from that yeah. comes then once all that works itself out in terms of our society, we'll start. I think we'll start seeing more, or maybe we're just not seeing them because we're too old. I mean, I can't it's even. Gotta be that. Like a, like someone in the chat room said High School Musical and we were like trying to come up with like what's recent I'm like huh. you could be right I've mm-hmm. never seen it and mm-hmm. I don't have any concept of what it's I about I guess some really. of those kids about, are going uh, on to, I see that a lot so yeah. so was from the High School Musical Zach, okay, Zach I, would, Efron, I wouldn't know that Vanessa Hudgens I wouldn't Ashley know that, Tisdale but what, I take your word for it what about, yeah. uh, what about video game High School would that qualify yeah our, our Sunday School Musical Sunday well video game High School is a was a web TV show I don't know anything about that at all it, uh, so it just so depends nobody, how much it pe- penetrates so again I, I, mean, yeah. I know it exists yeah uh, they I, were I shooting at know. YouTube space well, we, when I was working well, there. we, we learned that's, we learned the problem it. with that's with fame and you know who goes on to be famous in the modern world yeah everyone's fucking famous in the world we live in now that's another sort of, problem yeah. yeah everybody's famous as we learned famously yeah, YouTube. Yeah. From, from shooting a YouTube video that was all about YouTube celebrity cameos we're shooting this lightsaber movie with with Katie and it was just one of the it was the it was the most eye-opening thing about yes that's what that's the world now is and I'll just reiterate it quickly we're shooting a, a parody video about lightsabers with uh, with Katie Wilson and the YouTube Brian was tech crewing on it and I was directing and and it was all about getting YouTubers famous quote unquote YouTubers to cameo in it and we thought holy shit this we is should a modern call, like we are the world yeah we should call Ryan and Dorkman to come down holy fuck we're doing a thing about you know right. lightsabers internet, internet people. and we should see if one of them is available and we said to Katie like hey we might be able to get Ryan and or Dorkman to come down here um, after all day of her going oh so and so's coming in and we here's made up person A made up person B made up person C made up person D Brian and I would go who's that and she go oh she's one of the biggest people on YouTube she does makeup yeah. and so and so's six hundred thousand dollars a year with the yeah. YouTube videos exactly and, yeah. this, and it no, would be literally true. um not Lindsay Sterling but one of the other ones was there and walked by or something and Katie was like she oh it's her blah blah she makes she, a million she makes a million dollars a year. And we're like, I have no we're fucking like, idea who that is. So then we turned around and was like, oh, well, we should get Ryan and Dorkman in here, you know, to, to do it. And she's like, who are they? We're like, they're the most famous people on YouTube. Well, that's the thing. Everybody's the most famous person on YouTube. Everyone's got a million views on YouTube. So it's like, there's no, the definition of fame is so spread now. We're just pocking around it's in this like weird, huge, like, who peed in the pool, warm areas yeah. around people who are very impressed with each other. That's yeah, all. That's exactly what it is. As, and as I, as I've said, and I, this needs to be, I want credit for this because this will become a meme in the world soon enough is I said Andy Warhol was almost right it's not that we're going to be famous for 15 minutes we're just all famous to 15 people nice so, so that's yeah. that's just how it is it's like there's there are people who think that I'm one you know I'm quite something and there are people who think that you're quite something oh, yeah. and there are people who think Brian's quite Most something most people think that I'm quite something yeah. and none of them are enough people to make a goddamn bit of difference in anything no but no. we can get our 15 people to tell us we're sweet I've, well. I've been dead inside since well, always I think yeah so so there you go but I've got my 15 people who think I'm the shit so so you know but you can't get any traction from that <laughs> it's like so that's why there'll never be another American graffiti that's my that's my prediction yeah is because no one can go on to be famous enough in this world because the fame is too diffuse now. Well, right. I, but I think also that you can't plan fame and you can't plan happy accidents like American Graffiti. You know, YouTube's trying though. Yeah, good oh, luck. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. YouTube. But I don't think they're yeah. going to succeed. I good luck, YouTube, because as rule yeah. number four in my rules of production we is make people flukes famous. Are not a business model. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. We'll just make it. We'll make it viral. Let's just make it viral. Yeah, just oh, okay. do a viral yeah. thing. We'll just make it viral. Cool. That's the secret. We figured oh. it out. Mm. Yeah. Okay, viral. Anyway, I if you uh, hey, what do I think of this? Do you movie? like American? Graffiti? I it's it was my thing was I 
as I started with, I see, I feel like I saw this movie so many times. Um, I I bit the bullet and I you know watched Black Hole. That was my all right. I'm gonna freaking your do commitment this. for the weekend and rewatched Omega Man just to see what my my take on Omega Man was because I hadn't actually seen Omega Man in a while. Um, I I I can't tell you the last time I saw this movie. It was a long time ago, actually. Quite frankly, must have been. So I said, okay, I'll see this one just kind of fresh. I mean, obviously, I don't need a refresher on what what I think of it, but what do I think of it now is is going to be interesting. And now I want to watch it for real because it's like, wow, this thing it looks great still to this day. Oh yeah. And now I'm reminded of how really well done it was and how fascinating and how offbeat it was. And, uh, and it's interesting to go, and I can see, you know, I need to find the version where they didn't have those filler scenes, except for the walking through the, the walking through the junkyard makes sense. I, I say, keep that scene, take the, the used car salesman scene back out, take some of those other scenes back out that weren't necessary. Walking through the junkyard, I think is a valid scene to put in, but uh, you know, just, and just watch the movie again, actually watch it. Cause I have not watched it in a long time. So I think it. Uh, I'm I'm happy to see that and to hear that it it holds up. It holds up. Oh, it yeah. holds up better than Omega Man holds up as far as a yes. modern entertainment, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone in that movie had braces or kept their lips closed. Yeah. So you know, rock on again. Just just George Lucas. You go. You, we got to stop talking. Imagine about, how I feel. I didn't know until today that he had other that he movies was capable. That were very good. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. We, yeah. We have. I found wow. out today that he made see, other good movies. We have to stop talking about the yeah. Star Wars thing and Star Wars is pay attention to his good stuff. That's Star this, Wars is excellent is and passe. Move on. Yeah. This was his. Big break. This was like yeah, the this big was success. It, right. This right. was at THX. It just kind and of kind of so. Even though it's a good film, but it was of its time, and it's mm. like marginal. This boom. This was huge. Smithsonian, dude. Yeah, huge. Yeah, and this has been what are you doing movie. You can always find more episodes at friendsinyourhead.com. Go to the forum, involve yourself in the conversation. It's a bunch of people talking about movies all the time, and they're good and smart, and they're not on Facebook. Uh, join <laughs> us and have good conversations about movies. We hardly ever yell, and when they cuss, I leave it in. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash friends in your head and facebook.com slash friends in your head or email us at friends in your head at gmail.com. You can buy our shirts. Just give us lots of money. There's a big PayPal button. We're not asking. We're just saying. Holden Hill Design maintain the website. Throw Mike some money at michaelscottfund.com. And myself as always, T. Christie. Brian William Finifter. Uh, Wait, I did my middle name. What? Where'd that go? Weird, yeah. Whoa. Serge oh. Pizza Del Pierre. Sa- I was going to say, Sa- Serge, the, the, Serge the Duck Del Pierre. Oh. Okay. All right. And Trace Dogs. No, it's weird. Brian, yeah, I messed uh, it up. Yeah, hey, you gave your intro as your outro. I know that's what that's what it been, it been, Brian <laughs> Fire Finifter and uh, well, could. no choice but to tie him to the car and drag <laughs> drag the drag the body right. Okay, yeah. let's go. All right, Brian. No, <laughs> no seriously, okay, come on. I'm gonna steal your car. Good night, good night. This is the Wolfman. Whose car is my car? Doesn't have a hood that's like. I don't, you would, there's nothing to I have a bike rack we can do it on the back we can hang him off the back of my car we okay. can keel haul him with my actually, Civic we don't actually drag you from the car we just make you sit on the bike rack for five minutes it's kind of uncomfortable it pinches and then you get your car coat and we don't steal you a car we just draw you a picture of a car and you owe me a new we're not a good gang wax really. job yeah. we're actually a bad bad Pretty gang bad. we're gonna we're gonna spray you with, with, with whipped cream or, or shaving cream whichever kind of cream or, we can or find. spray it near you because that stuff we can, might yeah just like spray sticky it, and it spray it on the, on the street in front of you menacingly yeah and uh, spell naughty words later we're gonna it. go play parcheesy without you yeah and cheat you guys are the worst gang <laughs> we're the worst gang hey we're the pharaohs man tonight, tonight we also sing and dance and tap in the street but the streets have to be wet that's that's a pharaoh rule <laughs> brian brian where'd you go hey <laughs> we were planning something here <laughs> friendsinyourhead.com <laughs>